Welcome to Florida's only cannabis radio program. Welcome to Cannabis Life Radio. I'm going to move the microphone a little closer to your face. We have a radio show to do. I was trying to make a basket. Cannabis Life Radio is on the air. This is Florida's original cannabis radio program. I am Leon Hamilton, along with R.B. Barroso, and Cheryl Murray Powell is going to be on the air. She is in Jamaica. Look what you've done. You've already broken the equipment. We've, we've been in our new broke. digs for about five minutes, and you're already breaking My stuff. My sack broke. <laughs> My sack broke. Oh, my goodness. You want to introduce uh, the person sitting next to you, our very special guest, our in-studio guest? Or, this is your job. All right. Well, you uh, let me show you. This is your job. There you go. Now ha- that's how you do it. Uh, Nikki Freed, attorney and activist, is in the house. Attorney Nikki Freed. Thank you. Another round Thank of applause. You. Appreciate okay. being here this morning. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a, a, a bunch of stuff making its rounds on uh, social media about... Um, what's going on with uh, cases involving home growing and uh, and smoking cannabis in the medical marijuana program? We're going to talk about that, and we've got Cheryl Murray Powell in Jamaica. We've got Jordan Harker, who is going to talk about auto flowering seeds. We got him. Oh, look, there's Cheryl. I see her. Cheryl. Hey, this Cheryl. Is, hey, Cheryl. Yeah. hey girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> right yes, here, yes, right we're here. here, Cheryl. This is very, very impressive. You guys put together quite a uh, show here. I mean, this it's is, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, really, really impressive. What's unimpressive is the fact that on the drive here, I heard that you think that people are going to be able to grow, you know, like in a week. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's what I heard. No, who is telling yeah, you because that? Because I get this information, man. I mean, yeah. I get information from everywhere. No, you know? what I said. Well, well, we're going to discuss this. I hope. But I, <laughs> what, what my impression is. And then we're going to be able to talk. You shoot down my theory is that the Redner case, okay, this is the strip club guy in in Tampa, right? That's what he he's, was, and he had stage four cancer. He's a plaintiff. He's the plaintiff. We'll talk him. We'll talk to him about him as plaintiff from now on. Well, plaintiff. Uh, uh, sued for the right to grow cannabis because his uh, stage four cancer. Phone's ringing, by the way. Uh, stage four cancer was helped by eating by eating uh, cannabis rather than uh, smoking it. So he wanted to uh, be able to have the right to eat it raw, and the only way to do that would be to grow your own. So he sued for the right to do that, and then the state said that he did not have the right to sue, correct? Yes? Yes? The state, the state denied that they even had any standing, correct? And then that's what the judge decided, that, this, that uh, the plaintiff does have standing. Yes. So it went beyond that, and the judge, under my, what, what I read, what the judge said that the health department had two weeks to come up with their rules, or the, or the, the case would go to trial, where uh, she basically warned them that she would not rule in the state's favor. Where am I wrong? Cheryl, where, where, where is, I mean, he's wrong in a lot of places, but where is he wrong on this question? <laughs> No, I think it's just the timelines. We're all eager. I don't want us to get a little overly anxious um, where people think, okay, because of this decision in this case, which, again, 
can go to trial, that I can start growing, uh, having plants at home. And if I'm caught with uh, as a patient, there may not, there won't be any repercussions. I think, you know, we're looking for, to the Department of Health to lead as far as direction. However, if this is a win, this is a huge win as far as throwing at the motion to dismiss. Right. Yeah, that, that's awesome. One of my biggest concerns is that the public will be uh, on a misconception that they can go and, and grow on their own and buy and that people are going to get arrested and then they're going to get very confused. So that's right. my bigger concern on, on the grand scheme of things is that there's a lot of confusion out there on this issue and we're not going to be able to rectify it overnight. Yeah. So I still haven't heard where I'm wrong. Where was I wrong? What well, are you talking obvi- about? Because obviously we're going to have growing everybody's going to be able to grow and every individual state from now in the next seven years is going to be able to grow one way or the other right uh, it's either going to go that or it's going to go backwards which backwards is not an option no um so it's it's going to have to happen uh people are going to want to have to want to grow their own medicine in their own home which they have all the right to uh it's like growing anything else you want to do your gardens you want strawberries you want yeah. tomatoes um i just think once it just it's it's you can't jump from a to z when you're when you're you know launching a product like this um, or a plant like this, because uh, first there's a lot of stigma, a lot of education that needed to take place. So it's it's going to take its time. I'm not saying it's never going to happen. Is is what you were saying? It was happening like like quickly. I'm saying it's going to take us a little bit more time. No, I said that. I said that the uh, the judge said that the. Uh, she was going to give the health department two weeks to come up with parameters for how many p- plants people could grow in their house. And if they didn't come up with the parameters, that it would go to trial, and she was warning them that she would not be friendly to their position. That's what I said. can agree on agree on is this is a huge win the fact that we're even having this conversation and we are rejecting the erroneous interpretation of uh, amendment two that we saw with some legislators last um last session uh, i think it's a good thing let's talk about it let's really raise the points that arby has made successfully as far we're gonna do sign yeah <laughs> all right well we, it worked for a couple minutes all right. Well, go ahead and, and, and explain to me how I was wrong, Nikki, please. Oh, I don't think you're wrong on your interpretation of what the judge did. I think there's a lot more that if you dive into just the political dynamics. Um, I don't see the department coming out with rules. Um, I, I think that they have been at odds with the um, with this judge on, on numerous occasions, and I think that they're going to reject um, that advice from the judge. Yeah. And if, in fact, they come out with any rules, it's going to be more on the edible side of things as opposed to the home grow side of things. Right. Hmm. Where, where do you see this, Nikki? I mean, I mean, you're very involved and in tuned in this. Where, when do you think they're going to be, uh, you know, allowing flour? Because I think that's really the only possibility of you know this state to benefit. Um, tax-wise, patient-wise, which is really the number one reason um, where people could actually choose the type of strains because there's so much information nowadays on the type of strains that are out there that may help, you know, with some, you know, woman's menstrual cycle, uh, you know, somebody that uh, might have, you know, uh, ADHD or just, you know, just, you know, Instead of taking a Valium, they might be able to, you know, to consume or tincture, even if it's still a tincture, something that might be able to relax them. Um, But I think the flower end of it, since that's the side that I was on for so many years, um, really makes a big difference 
um, when it comes down to that? When when do you see that possible, or do you see it possible, or you know Eric Stevens and 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 everybody's gonna just have their day in court, and this is gonna last two years before we could ever see a plant on the ground or actually be able to purchase plant. Mm. Well, that was not good. That was not good. Whoever was sleeping is now wide awake. The elevator's here. Is you know as yeah we we can hear you now. We can hear you, Cheryl. Try to try to keep everybody out of your room. I see the guy cleaning behind you. They're making a lot of. We can barely hear you because of the construction going on behind you. Get out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, not line of vision, just the noise. Ooh, See, like goodness. that right there. Uh, what do you call it? So, where, where do you think we were, Cheryl? We're right now just asking uh, Nikki uh, where she felt, um, you know, flower might come into, and how that might portray, and you know, with the lawsuits and everything like that. And uh, you know, where, where do you think where do you think we're at right now, uh, Nikki, with this? You know, I, I and I've spoken to Cheryl about this, and, and throughout the working on the implementation of 8A, is that I do believe that there that the legislature and I made this opinion very well known as I was working the halls that the in, strict interpretation of the Constitution is that smoking in public is prohibited, which implies that smoking in private should be allowed and we should be allowed to sell flour. Right. Um, obviously, um, you know, I, I represent one of the current license holders, and we're going to follow whatever the law is. Right. So if the law says that sell flour, um, while we think that there are other options um, that we think that flour is important, that you know, it's between a doctor and their patients of yes. what is the best method of delivery. And if a doctor says smoking is the best way to deal with whatever the ailment is, um, then we're going to support that. We are, you know, I'm not a doctor, and that's between the doctor and the patient. Um, but on the legal side, you know, I do think that the legislature missed uh, the big boat here. Yeah. And you know, and unfortunately, I do think it's going to take some time through the legal process. The legislature is not going to do it on their own. No. A- and I don't see that happening. So unfortunately, I, I think it's going to go through the whole legal process. Whereas the judge, um, knowing how she's ruled and passed on, on against the state and against the department and on all types of uh, other kinds of cases, that she is going to most likely allow uh, for flour. Right. Um, however, that we know the department will appeal that to the first DCA and we'll be going through the motions of the first DCA and there'll probably be an injunction in the meanwhile, which means it will take some time. What is there? What is there? Uh, there. Um the reasoning behind why they would fight it. What it why would they fight it? Why would the health department they're fight saying, it? They're saying that it's not medicine. It's basically, they're saying that when was the last time you saw something that's smokable as a medicine? Right, but it's not just the smokable part of it. People would be able to buy flour and still uh, take it home and, we, and make, turn it into, infuse it into agreed. butter and stuff and, like that. And we probably all and we probably all agree at this table that, that yes, you have, you have a point. But the fact is, is that anything that they figure is able to be taken home and smoked, um, they're not going to consider medicine, and that's kind of the position that they're taking right now is mm. when was the last time you had something that was smokable uh, that, that was medicine? Um, I'm pretty sure Nikki, representing a nursery, would love to have smokables because um, I'm pretty sure their revenue yeah. um, is going to change drastically through their dispensary, uh, depending on the plants that they grow. Right. So first, I want to just thank you for even being here um, and giving us the time you know, to come and join us and really, you know, tell the people that, you know, you know, what's going on in the industry, what can they look forward to? So we, we do a lot of boom and gloom, you know, a lot of gloomy stuff here every once in a while. Like what, what is, what are the, the, 
the patients, the recommended patients uh, that have taken their time to see the doctor? Um, what do they got look f- to look forward to at this point? Well, just to also say, it's not just go back to the first um, comments too. Is it's not just a department. You have the, the people who are representing the state. So it, it's the attorney general's office who is supporting the, the legislature. Oh. So it's not necessarily the department oh, who okay. is appealing. It's actually the state. The actual state, which includes the legislature okay. and, right. and the attorney that general's makes sense, office. No. Because so, I, I, what I couldn't understand is why they would continue knowing that you know. They're getting sued left and right because there are no smokable products. Why they would just do something just to get everybody off their back. You know what I'm saying? But now that I understand that it's the entire state and the attorney general and the governor's office, everybody, and the legislature, too, that makes a little more sense to me. So as far as the patients, I've been uh, at conferences all across the the country and uh, been involved with the current license holders and not just the one that I represent. I'm in constant communication with everybody. And I think that you're going to see some fantastic opportunities for the patients here in the state of Florida, that everybody is on research and development, trying to expand their product lines, trying to come up with different strains that are are working for different patients, different formulations, um, different delivery mechanisms, so that you're going to see a lot of the types of of products that are out in California, Colorado, coming here to Florida. I know a lot of the Florida MMTCs are doing licensing deals with some of the other products that are out in the West Coast, and the patients are going to see, and then we're going to be able to do a lot more testing. So you make for the quality of the products of the patients, which I think is the number one priority um, for us, to making sure the patients know exactly what they're taking, that there's no additional chemicals in the, in the products, right. and you're going to see a lot of progression on the development of products and, and the range of products so that a patient can come in and try different types of things and see what works for them, because every patient's going to have a different reaction. Yeah. To- so it's, it's, like, it's just like uh, pharmaceuticals on that end. Um, and 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 uh, on on new products, uh, does the state have you know almost give you a requirement of what you can cannot do? Um, uh, at that point, I know that you probably have to deal with a lot of that that back end stuff where it's like you know very uh, questionable and what direction we can we go to really provide access and including with the doctors. You know the doctors really need to know how to recommend. Is there something going on on that side where the doctors know or, or getting an education besides the two hours? Because the two hours. You know, it's great they get the license to be able to recommend, but the fact is, is they're not learning anything. Correct. Now, we were actually discussing that in the studio a little bit earlier, that unfortunately the two-hour course is more of a legal scare tactic as opposed to a real educational on what is the, what is the benefits of, you know, recommending cannabis and the different types. So that's unfortunate, and I think that there is a concerted effort, not just with the MMTCs, but with the doctor's organizations, with Florida for Care, on really educating the doctors on what is out there, what are the different product lines. I know each of us have, you know, doctor reps that are going out to each of the doctors on the registry and educating them on our product lines and the different types of conditions that they can actually recommend for and trying to make sure they understand that catch-all phrase and they're going kind of thinking outside the box a little bit um, to get more patients onto the registry. Uh, As far as the back end, uh, yeah, the department, every type of new product line that we all launch, we just kind of have to check in with the department, make sure it's still within our, you know, range of different types of uh, delivery mechanisms, uh, make sure that we're not going quote-unquote too recreational. Um, So the department watches us for for those types of things. And we're actively, I think, a a great um, 
thing will be for the patients is once we can get this edible rollout, which we have all been pushing. Um, that, I, that'll I, be huge for you guys. That'll be huge. I got my red card, so that's exactly <laughs> where I'd be going is to get my edible. Yeah? Absolutely. Well. I don't medicate, so medicate no, you can't, means edible. You can't do that. So, but I do got my red card, so I'm illegal. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. You are currently tuned to Cannabis Life Radio, brought to you by Green, Green Rose, Rose World. World. As a loving pet owner, you want to treat your senior dog for dysplasia, neuropathy, and joint discomfort with minimal traditional chemical medication. And as loving pet owners, we at King Canine agree, and we're excited to make our signature CBD line available to you, derived from all-natural cannabidiol compounds. Lab-tested, non-GMO, plant-based, cutting-edge King Calm CBD reduces inflammation and discomfort naturally, and even reduces anxiety from fireworks and thunderstorms. Go to kingkanine.com. That's K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E for details. And browse a full line of products like King Comb De-Shedder, King Calm Balm, and King Clean Shampoo for pet wellness inside and out. Order now using the code BARK20 for an exclusive 20% discount. K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E.com. King Calm CBD and the rest of our natural cannabidiol products. King Canine for natural pet wellness inside and out. Across the state to across the country, the Hemp Kings is your online home for hemp oil products. From organic hemp oil to intense concentrates, there's only one name you need to remember. The Hemp Kings. The Hemp Kings. Our hemp cream pain blaster lotions uses natural essential oils to deliver hemp's natural pain reliever directly to the site of inflammation for long-lasting relief. Now, our pain blaster hemp cream has now gone to the extreme. Extreme? Extreme. Extreme. New pain blaster extreme cream delivers even more relief even faster the best hemp products at the best prices delivered anywhere in the continental u.s thehempkings.com thehempkings.com green roads world is recognized as one of the world's leading suppliers of cbd products and cannabis life radio is giving away green road cbd products every week to join, just tune in at our Facebook Live broadcast every Saturday morning at 10 and follow the instructions on air and in the comment section. Cannabis Life Radio is teaming up with Green Roads World to give you free CBD. Good luck from Cannabis Life Radio and Green Roads World. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Florida Home Grow is the state's number one seller of hemp oil products. Stop by and check out their organic hemp oil, capsules, and pain-killing topical lotions. Enjoy a complimentary cup of fresh organic coffee when checking out our beautiful showroom. Florida Home Grow also carries unique hemp items like jewelry, soaps, clothing, and accessories. Don't forget to try refreshing natural lemonade or delicious ice cream sandwiches. Florida Home Grow is conveniently located on Lake Worth Road between Jog and the Turnpike. We're the number one sellers of hemp oil products because our stuff works. Nobody covers cannabis news like Cannabis Life Radio. Nobody. Hot mic. Hot mic. You guys got back here a little too quick. I was yeah. having a little bit of a personal conversation. Yeah, what were you talking about? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's between us. Oh, apparently. <laughs> You know, there's, there's it's cameras. private for a reason. Yeah, man. there's cameras and microphones in here in case you guys, you know. Oh, I could tell. I think I see plenty of it. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Cannabis Life Radio. Leon Hamilton here along with Arby Broso, Cheryl Murray Powell in Jamaica, and Nikki Freed live in studio. Our new, our new digs, by the way. New digs. Do you like? Do you approve? New digs. New digs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that looks nice. I got one, too. Uh, well, there you go. You I, got it. I, feel, I feel left out over here. No, no, no. no. You, you, <laughs> They'll get you yours. one. They'll get you <laughs> one, I promise. Yours. All right. Uh, anyway, we're discussing some of the stuff, the uh, revelations or the uh, uh, things that are going on with the medical marijuana program in Florida. Uh, with Nikki Freed and Cheryl Murray Powell in Jamaica. Cheryl, um, you were saying that uh, you think that this is a, a step in the in the right direction. What do you think about the uh, the possibility? What about the uh, possibility of the uh, smoking decision? What do you think the the end game is going to be there? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, we're, 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 having techni- we're having technical dif- yeah. difficulties we're with this. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Cheryl, and we'll go over that next week on uh, on reference to what the growing and uh, some of the rules and regulations that may be coming out. So uh, to our viewers, we apologize about that. She is in Jamaica right now, actually at a conference, at a neuro conference at that. Yeah. Uh, so she is uh, so we can't, surrounded. So we can't feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're not feeling bad yeah. for her. She 
she's, she's in, in Jamaica. She's in man. Jamaica. It's not like you know. So so it's all good. She's in Jamaica with the, in, at the neuro conference. So we're gonna get a little bit more in in tuned and in detailed with uh, with Nikki right now. And uh, and you know where do you see the dispensaries going um, um, right now? And uh, I know that there's six other dispensaries right now that have not been approved. I know that they're basically saying that there's you know because they're under a lawsuit that they're not gonna allow any any more uh, you know growing going on until they figure that out. Um, but, you know, even as Cheryl has said before, um, you know, a, co- a corporation doesn't stop just because you have a lawsuit. Right. Right. Now, uh, a couple things. So, just to, like, so where we are kind of in the state of the licenses, we've got 13 that are licensed in the state of Florida, uh, seven that were before 8 days passage, and then six more that were given after 8 day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was per how the regulations came out in the law. And we have an application process that we're waiting for them to accept applications for four additional ones. And then they're also going to give uh, basically preliminary ones that once we reach the 100,000 patients, so they don't have to go through the process all over again when we get those 100,000 patients. And that will be four more there, too. Um, yeah, the, the department obviously halted the receiving of uh, any applications once they even put it out because they've been sued. And it's, it was interesting to watch. But ain't they being sued by everybody? <laughs> <laughs> they are. I'm I mean, the only one that hasn't I mean, sued them. <laughs> they, they are. You know, it, it was um, the, the lawsuits in particular that went after the, the black farmer license that is for the Pigford plaintiffs, as well as the citrus, is what kind of halted the department because it was specific on that application process. Gotcha. So the department came out and said, whoa, we can't move forward until these lawsuits are resolved. Uh, and the executive director of the Office of Medical Marijuana Use um, got chastised. And I'm sure you all saw yes. how he, he was scrutinized and both the House and the Senate from uh, committee members basically saying, wait a second, we passed a law, your job is to enforce it until a judge or us tells you otherwise you have an obligation. Um, and uh, so, and now there's actually an injunction uh, because of the black farmers uh, lawsuit that is out there. But what, didn't he say that the reason that he was, that it's so slow moving is because of the lawsuits, because it's so slow moving? Yes. Isn't that what basically what he said? That is what he said. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Those are the kind of people that we have running the show, ladies and gentlemen. Well, listen, it's 2018. Yes. It's a new voting year. Yes. We put them in power. They yes. work for us. We don't work for them. No. So we just need to make sure that, first, education. So it's not it's not one political party versus another. Right. It's just educating the political party um, and the people that represent a better living, especially with the opiate crisis that is going on in the state um, that we're spending $53 million uh, that was signed off. They still don't even have a committee yet uh, to enforce or go after opiates in the state of Florida. Mm. Uh, Maryland is somewhere around 60 to 70 million also. Um, so so the fact is, is that these states are spending millions and millions of dollars to try to figure out how to combat this. And we have what, a solution to it. And, yeah. and exactly. We got one right here. We're, we got one. What are they doing? <laughs> So silly. So, so I mean that that's where we're at. I mean, and 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 Nikki representing one of the farmers. I mean, wh- how how big do you see this industry? Obviously, we all know who you know. Living in Florida, I've been a Floridian my whole life, and I've been waiting for this moment for you know I'm 47, so I've been waiting for this moment probably since I was 16. So about 31 years at this point. Um, you know, where do you, where do you see uh, us being? Somewhere around you know the third, second, third, or fourth largest recommendation you know, recommendation in reference to states uh, in the union? 
Yeah, I think that this is going to be a billion to two billion dollar industry, um, even before it goes recreational. I think there's a possibility of just a huge, as we get more product lines, as we are allowed to sell flour, as uh, more patients get onto the registry, as more doctors get on and more education, uh, there, there's going to be a significant expansion and growth in the state of Florida, for mm. sure. That's awesome. And where do you think we should start? with the doctors i mean should we have a forum because we've we've had 50 doctor forums where we pay for their you know pay for their dinner and we're not even in this industry and this is almost something that a little bit of what we we're talking about earlier um we're heavily involved in this industry and there's certain people that don't understand the fact of yes you have thc yes you have cbd yes you have a lot of bad apples in 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 this in this tree of what we call CBD because the fact is is that they didn't, there's no regulations. Um, we've been calling for them uh, to make sure that they're tested, no pesticides, no solvents, um, and making sure that what you're selling on uh, to your consumer is exactly what the milligram dosages are. Now the fact is obviously GW is also trying to come out. Um, they were at our uh, Canada East compliance conference last week, and uh, they said they want to they want us to be involved you know they want other parties to be involved in the other sides of the industry that they're more pharma and so on and so forth you know do the THC companies in the nurseries look at a real CBD company as a threat I don't think it's necessarily a threat, but we want to make sure that whatever products are out there, first of all, it, the legal aspect of it, too, to make sure that patients aren't confused. I, I speak to people all the time, and, and it's funny, now that I've gotten into this industry, no matter where I am, no matter, I could be at a dinner table, it could be with a family member. If they know you, they're asking questions. <laughs> they're asking questions. I mean, it's uh, I could be at a party at a governor's mansion, and they could be asking me questions uh, about the, this product line, and everybody's got a story, um, and saying how they bought CBD over online, or they bought it at this head shop or whatnot, and and it concerns me that they don't really know. They think that it that's a cure, or they may have spoken to their doctor or gotten advice from a friend, and they go online and they buy CBD or go into a store, and they have no idea what's in it yep. or really what the effect is um, on them. And they're taking all these products that you know we know the labeling is wrong, we know yep. the testing is wrong, they don't have regulations, and I think there needs to be a conversation with the industry, with law enforcement, with CBD, and say what what is happening here in Florida is it legal and if it is then what are we doing to protect our patients yeah. correct and i think i'm gonna obviously as being one of the owners of green roads i just show, I showed you um green roads now is uh, uh the first cbd company to actually be part of a professional uh, uh league uh, basketball yeah you were right telling now. me about that explain <laughs> is a, a professional league has actually in, uh, started to use cbd products uh uh regularly and it's an actual professional league that's using yes. green roads products correct yes, it's the NAPB yeah. uh, the commissioner is David Magley uh, he was the Trace Jarrell which is at the Pro Bowl right now right. Uh, brought him uh, in he they own have eight teams uh, they look to have 20 teams next year they are paid basketball players so they are pro is they there, are, is there a, le- uh, a team in Miami um, there actually is going to be one West Palm Naples and Fort Myers wow. is where he's bringing them uh, actually, I see Kentucky. Shout out Kentucky, uh, Stephen Piper. Uh, yes, they will be um, all around the United States. And again, the reason why for that is, um, I've always said not everybody wants to get high. Right. Um, and I and obviously we know we can't grow hemp 
with cannabis uh, because, uh, you know, women, for whatever reason, they turn into Caitlyn Jenner when they're plants. Uh, uh, wait, what happened? She understands what I'm saying. Okay. So, so the fact is, is that a female plant could turn into a male plant, but a male plant can't turn into a female plant. <laughs> correct? So, okay, that part I got. I got so, it. so right. I think there's room, obviously. I mean, we've been in this business for six years. Um, we have the only licensed compound pharmacist making our products. So she went to Nova for 25 years. And uh, I just showed you our invoice from a I'm not gonna, from Evo Labs. Basically, that was a lot of money. Um, we make sure to test our products, and if there's anything that we do want, is we want some type of regulations almost similar to what happened in the vape industry world, is to make sure that the bottles get sent in, they get tested, they follow certain regulations to make sure that the consumer could get it. Not everybody's gonna want to walk into a head shop. Not everybody's going to want to walk into a dispensary. It's just the truth. I mean, I, when I was in Colorado, that happened. Um, there was a lot of people that just didn't want to. And even though the doctor was recommending it, they didn't want to get into it. So I think there's a, obviously a big common ground. Um, and there's a lot of doctors now that are doing small research. Um, obviously not for cure um, at this point in time. But I take it every day. And I know what it's done for me, and it helped me get off my opiates uh, in, in a big way. And I've been clean since September 4th, 2013. So I know that it works. And um, we're, we've hit over a million uh, uh, people um, with our products over, over a three-and-a-half-year span. And uh, we get a lot of people, especially we sponsor 29 families um, with children that are being monitored by you know, the hospital. Um, and at the same time, we always say, listen, if this, this is only the first, after that, you should go, you know, if the doctor recommends THC, other, you know, other avenues to make sure that that is being controlled or there's more help on that side. I'm a believer in full plant, you know, and I believe that full plant with everybody that lives in this country um, has a right to be able to uh, choose whether they want to get, you know, smoke or if they just want to take a tincture on CBD. Where do you feel about that? Well, I think you just threw out a lot. <laughs> that was a long I, I question. Do. That was a long... Man. I typically do. I was like, is this going to end? <laughs> um, well, I want to, I guess, kind of start off, too, with the doctors. Um, you know, we saw since the last end of, the, of 2017 a, a decrease in almost 20 to 25% of our doctors off the registry. I think that's a combination of that every two years they need to get re-registered, and that kind of was the threshold. So that's just one of the things that we're working on with the, any legislative changes, that that's ridiculous, um, to have every two Two years, you need to re-register, maybe four years, something of that nature. Um, so that's a big problem that our doctors are going off and that they're not recommending it anymore. There is an association called AMPA out there, American Medical Medical Marijuana uh, Physicians Association, and uh, they have been doing some great things and putting on conferences across the state. Um, there's going to be one in May that highlights um, the, the NFL and some of the benefits of CBD um, with the athletes, because uh, I think that the NFL and now you know the rest of the, the pro leagues, both the baseball, basketball, are missing a, a huge, huge opportunity to get in front of this, that we have ex-football players that are coming out now and saying, listen, if I would have had an opportunity to be on CBD or some other type of muscle relaxer, pain reduction, um, the opiates afterwards would not be, uh, you know, they wouldn't be addicted to the opiates or um, other types of drugs that they were using while they were in um, professional sports. I think that's huge. That is huge. Hey, uh, uh, Nikki, I got a question for you. Have you heard about Arby's Mail Sack? 
Oh, dear Lord, no. Well, it's, it's, dear Lord, no. It's, it's coming up. It's America's hottest radio feature, and it's coming up. So uh, uh, we're, we're going to solicit uh, questions. If you have a question about cannabis or CBD, uh, go ahead and uh, send it to our Facebook uh, live feed, or you can email it to us right here on Cannabis Life Radio, brought to you by Green Roads World. recognized as one of the world's leading suppliers of CBD products and Cannabis Life Radio is giving away Green Road CBD products every week. To join, just tune in at our Facebook Live broadcast every Saturday morning at 10 and follow the instructions on air and in the comment section. Cannabis Life Radio is teaming up with Green Road's world to give you free CBD. Good luck from Cannabis Life Radio and Green Road's world. Across the state to across the country, the Hemp Kings is your online home for hemp oil products. From organic hemp oil to intense concentrates, there is only one name you need to remember. The Hemp Kings. The Hemp Kings. Our hemp cream pain blaster lotions uses natural essential oils to deliver hemp's natural pain reliever directly to the site of inflammation for long-lasting relief. Now, our pain blaster hemp cream has now gone to the extreme. Extreme? Extreme! Extreme! New pain blaster extreme cream delivers even more relief, even faster! The best hemp products at the best prices delivered anywhere in the continental U.S. TheHempKings.com TheHempKings.com As a loving pet owner, you want to treat your senior dog for dysplasia, neuropathy, and joint discomfort with minimal traditional chemical medication. And as loving pet owners, we at King Canine agree, and we're excited to make our signature CBD line available to you, derived from all-natural cannabidiol compounds. Lab-tested, non-GMO, plant-based, cutting-edge King Calm CBD reduces inflammation and discomfort naturally, and even reduces anxiety from fireworks and thunderstorms. Go to kingcanine.com. That's K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E for details. And browse a full line of products like King Comb De-Shedder, King Calm Balm, and King Clean Shampoo for pet wellness inside and out. Order now using the code BARK20 for an exclusive 20% discount. K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E.com. King Calm CBD and the rest of our natural cannabidiol products. King Canine for natural pet wellness inside and out. Florida Home Grow is the state's number one seller of hemp oil products. Stop by and check out their organic hemp oil, capsules, and pain-killing topical lotions. Enjoy a complimentary cup of fresh organic coffee when checking out our beautiful showroom. Florida Home Grow also carries unique hemp items like jewelry, soaps, clothing, and accessories. Don't forget to try refreshing natural lemonade or delicious ice cream sandwiches. Florida Home Grow is conveniently located on Lake Worth Road between Jog and the Turnpike. We're the number one sellers of hemp oil products because our stuff works. This is the radio show people talk about all week long. This is Cannabis Life Radio. Cannabis Life Radio is Florida's original 
OG. OG. Cannabis radio program. I'm Leon Hamilton along with uh, Arby Barroso. We've lost Cheryl Murray Powell, but not she, in the sad her. sense. She's not in the sad a, sense. See the gentleman that's right behind me right there? Yeah. That's the country she's in right oh, now. Oh, she's in Jamaica and <laughs> she's, she's she'll fine. be okay. She'll be just fine. But we do have Nikki Freed with us. She's an attorney and activist, and we want to talk about House Bill 307. Um, explain to us exactly what that what that is. So originally in 2014, we passed the original regulatory framework for um, low THC, the, the, the CBD aspect. The Charlotte's Web. The Charlotte's Web. Okay. Um, which I always say, people are like, what's Charlotte's Web? I'm like, it's a like Kleenex to tissue. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so I make sure that everybody understands that, that that's just kind of a, a product line. Um, so back, so that was just for low THC and for a very limited uh, type of patients. So that was right. just for epilepsy and cancer. And so uh, two years later, uh, they realized that they had the licenses already given out, the first five, and they wanted to expand the program. So we did the high THC, allowing to grow and expanded the patients to right to try, so the patients who were terminally ill. And so we expanded it to allow for those, one, to start the, the ball rolling on, on us producing that, the high THC plants, but also to start expanding the patient pool. Yeah. Well, is that it? Well, no. I wanted I want to do I want to do exp- I mean, you have a professional sitting next to you right here. Yeah. That's actually involved in nursery and that's that's the only question you got. No, I got I got other questions, but I, I didn't expect it to end right there. So, I'm trying to think of <laughs> uh, the best way if the, the way that this is because some of the questions that we have already gone we've already gone over this. So, what I'm trying to think of is like you've already described how the uh, medical marijuana program you envision it. How do you visualize it? In your perfect world, because I know in my perfect world, it would be, you know, a strict medical marijuana program, but recreational would be all over the place. Well, so I've kind of my two. What? Why do you look at me like that? What is wrong about with how, what I said? How, how can you have both? You can have both because what you don't, what I don't, what I'm not looking forward to is something like in one of the Western states where um, the medical marijuana program gets disbanded and things that were included in the medical marijuana program go away. And you know that was what happened with CBD there. Yeah, and I and I see this as you know I've always said we I actually was on a panel last week um, or earlier this week I'm losing yeah. track of days sometimes. It happens to the best of us, trust me. <laughs> and and the and the question came is when are we in Florida ever going to go recreational? Yeah. And my whole point and I've been saying is that if the medical program is successful, which means that patients are going onto the registry, people in society are starting to understand the benefits of cannabis on the medical side of things. Everybody's got a story. Everybody has a family member who who's had cancer or has Parkinson's or, or uh, any of the other conditions. Everybody's got somebody in their right. family that this can relate to and said, I would do anything for those individuals to give them any type of relief. Right. And so I think if you start seeing a productive um, and effective, effective rollout of our medical marijuana program, people start getting comfortable that their quote-unquote aren't pot shops in every corner, kids aren't bringing edibles to school, then you're going to start seeing a transition into an acceptance, and we may eventually, that's when we start going recreational side do of see a lot of kids bringing edibles to school in legalized states? Is uh, that a big issue? It actually came up last week. Uh, it was in, I want to say, New Mexico that a child brought three gummies to school. Yeah. Is New Mexico a recreational state? How do they get them? I, I don't know. I don't. I do not think they're recreational. I think they're medical. Um, but they somehow found it in 
um, where their parents hit it was not good enough. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that that's, falls back on the parents. Of I, mean, I don't think, obviously, the edibles is going to be something. We need to push edibles uh, for this state if right now we're not going to have flour uh, oh. because it is an amazing delivery system. Um, and uh, if people are able to get into their parents' medicine cabinet and start taking Percocets and Vicodins, and, yeah. and that is literally the leading cause of uh, you know the addiction children later. between eight, uh, 19 to 28, and you ask them where they start, and they basically say that their they, parents found, medicine. They, they, yeah. found their, they found that in their parents' medicine of cabinet. Of course, and I think on, on the edible side, uh, we are all obviously very excited to get to get and be able to, we're all coming up with all these different creative ways for delivery of the edibles. There's obviously strict uh, in their laws making sure they're not uh, cartoon characters, that there's no artificial sweeteners or flavoring or coloring into them. Um, I actually have helped to draft some of the proposed rules for the department. I know Sotera, which is another licensee here in the state of Florida, is pushing, um, had a big press release and, and pushing it publicly a couple months ago to push the department to actually go out and do the rules. Um, because again, we, we're looking for that next delivery mechanism for our patients. Um, there's all types of product lines that we all can put out there for the patient, whether it's coffees, whether it's gummies, whether it's lozenges, whether, I mean, there, there is a gamut chocolates. There, there's such a, a vast line of products that we can put out once those edible rules are out. What is, what is the holdup with the edible rules? I don't understand what the... Can they copy some of the other rules that are working in other the other states? Sure, and that's one of the things that I, you know, I looked at the Colorado edible rules, and I have been told that those are a, a great model to go off of. So I have given those to the department and, and have suggested that they look at these. Um, I think it's just a, a pure. Government stalling, stalling tactic. <laughs> I don't think it's stalling tactic. I it's think a that the voting year they need a lot of money. And, and I yeah. think and I think that the department is overwhelmed. Um, they don't. Yeah. They, they had very few actual employees in there. Um, they've been scrutinized, and I just don't think um, that must be got, the worst job in the state. Don't they have like only like seven? Be, yeah, seven they, employees. They, they had three. They've been told to to hire forty two more, um, and I, they just didn't have a place to even put them. They need a thousand people in that office. Yep. Well, right now, I wouldn't say oh right goodness. now. But they, but they definitely need more than They, they definitely have. need more than three, <laughs> that's for sure. Ridiculous. I mean, I think 20 to 25 to start would be something that they should definitely start on. Because once they start implementing people that could regulate and go to nurseries and make sure that everything's falling into place, I think they'll go to 50 really quick. Because that means that everything almost almost is in tuned with each other you know as things move forward everything starts getting into more grows you need some you know somebody out there more to regulate it and make sure that they're doing the right thing going over paperwork going over whatever submissions whatever red cards so the more that that starts moving forward the more employees they're going to need that's for sure it's just, yeah. it's just like it's, it's 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 a snowball effect and i think too for for them that they are the regulators and so if there are bad actors out there whether it's it is another MMTC, or it's people who are doing rogue things or things that are illegal. It's only beneficial to all of us yeah. that if those regulations are in place, that they're enforced. Because yeah. now we've got a, an AG Sessions problem that if we are not enforcing our own laws, I can't, you know, attorney generals across the state and the U.S. Attorney's Office can come in and, and prosecute any of us, especially if we're not following our own rules and regulations in the state. Yeah, speaking of the Keebler elf, um, <laughs> did you, uh, if, if th something happens with the with the government, the federal government, and they, you know, they're doing, they're all talking about different ways to stop, um, stop uh, the attorney general. Mm -hmm. um, if one of these things does catch fire and something happens where they at least release some of the pressure that's off, uh, uh, you know, that's being put on some of these states, 
um, and you know it it it, it ex- tends to accelerate people that are you know on the fence to go t- more towards legalization. Do you think that it's going to uh, loosen up anything in Florida? Do you think it's going to make these uh, politicians say, you know what, that legalization thing, maybe we should be thinking about it monetarily? So I spent right after AG Sessions um, rescinded the coal memo on Thursday. I was in D.C. Wednesday, uh, Monday through uh, Thursday, right. um, doing exactly that, talking to the Treasury, talking to Congress, coming up with a game plan with some of the other big CEOs across the country, figuring out where is it that we want to put pressure um, on changing things. You know, first off, we have a very horrible situation here in Florida that was, um, we have no banks. Um, because yeah. that we all were banking, 75% of the industry was banking with First Green, and First Green, we had already been told, was going to close down our cannabis accounts because they were being bought did out. They? And they, they did. They did, huh? And so they had been working with another state chartered bank to kind of start going and getting our money over there. That was on Thursday, that everything was just a transition on Friday. And on Thursday, when AG Sessions did what he did, um, that bank pulled out. So right now, there is no bank in the state of Florida wow. who is willing to take our money. So we are in a very, very dire straight here in Florida where these MMTCs are having to literally have cash and um, have no way to pay employees next month, no way to pay their vendors. So we were working with the Treasury to um, reauthorize the the, the regulations that have been out there. Also working with Congress to, one, try to pass some kind of resolution or or something for states' rights. Uh, And also there is an amendment in our federal budget that protects the uh, medical marijuana states. One, making sure that that uh, continues to be reauthorized in our federal budget and also expand. It's called the Rohrbacher Amendment uh, to expand it to not just medical, uh, financial institutions importantly um, and also if they were willing to go to the next step of also the recreational state. And that's, that's uh, been approved on both sides of the uh, the budget issue, correct? It's in the Rohrbacher... Uh, yeah, it's been in the budget for a few years. Right, but it's on, the, on uh, what I'm trying to say is it's been it's on the Senate side and the House side. That's correct. So when they come together finally and do approve a budget eventually, it's going to be in there, correct? That well, that is our job to make sure. Right now, as they pass the, the you know the temporary budget, um, just to keep the government going, yeah, stopgap. Right, <laughs> um, that is in there. Um, so we we are all safe and secure from U.S. attorneys coming in and banging down our doors. Um, but it's our job to make sure that that stays in there when they go yeah. through the final yeah. budget. And hopefully, again, we we're hoping that even if the Treasury puts out new regulations, it doesn't stop the DOJ from coming in and, and going after the, the financial institutions. So we need that same type of protect, protection for our financial institutions. That's so huge. I mean, when I saw that and I read that on the article, I was like, I mean, like, I, I couldn't understand it. You know, they, they pass it, but now they're regulating you guys in reference to the money. I mean, how are we, how we going to move this forward if you guys cannot bank? Correct. I mean, you know, if everybody's getting cash infusions for the next round of capital, I mean, it closed down the capital market here in Florida because where are you wiring money to? Uh, there, and most out-of-state banks won't take our cash because it's – and so that, that doesn't help us. And so we are – and even the state. The state, we, we have – all of us have renewal fees that we're due. And all we have is cash. So we're like, well, do we drop off a bag of $60,000 of cash this yeah. state? <laughs> And where are they going to put it? Here you go. Thank you very much. I just need a receipt for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, the, the best the best story was the uh, they one of those uh, reality shows that they did about cannabis a couple of years ago and was on MSNBC. And this woman kept, she owned a dispensary, and she kept going to the bank to try to deposit her money. And they kept giving her grief, giving her grief, giving her grief. And then finally said, nope, you're not going to take your money anymore. So she went back to the, to the dispensary, loaded all the cash into a wheelbarrow, went down and bought the bank with the cash. 
I want to know gone. who that is because I, I got to know who that is. Yeah, she's there. got cash. She put the, filled the whole vault with her own cash. Well, it's pretty crazy. Not a bad idea. Yeah, you can buy the bank. Blockchain. You could afford it, my friend. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I was being serious. <laughs> what do you, uh, let, me, let, me, let me ask a question. What do you think about Canadian money coming down here? I mean, obviously, I was. I mean, when we were in Colorado for four or five years, uh, and I had an eighteen thousand square foot grow. I had my candy shop, hydroponics, bud cellar. You needed to be a resident. Yep, um, and, and, and Colorado still has those same rules. Yeah, so you absolutely, can't, absolutely. Because we've tried. So my company that I represent, the Green Solution, uh, we are a franchise here in Florida of a Colorado, of the Colorado Green Solution. Yes, I know, yeah. And so we, right, the, the money there, um, you can't buy into any Colorado company because you need to be a resident. Um, the Canadian market is kicking our butt. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw last week uh, the largest merger. Um, and the, the capital market is, and that's the biggest problem that we have here, is because we don't have that type of access. Why, though? I don't understand. I mean, I, that, I mean, we want to keep our money here. That was one of the things. It's the banking yeah. issue. It, it's purely it's, the banking issue. That's uh, that's ridiculous. Because I mean, I, I read a story the other day that Canadian, uh, the Canadian government is going to give the rules and regulations to the alcohol. Uh, uh, companies over there, and so that's how they were going to be able to regulate them and be able to collect money. So uh, I just got back from Toronto last week, and the people that I was there was was some people uh, in the industry, and they were telling me that a lot of the money is coming into the states because of the rules that uh, the prime minister uh, is looking to implement in Canada, where the alcohol is really the ones that end up controlling the cannabis. Wow, and the. the other thing that they came out in Canada, which stopped a little bit of that bleeding into the Florida market and to the United States market, is they said that if you're publicly traded, that your money has to stay in, in Canada and not come into the United States. So some of our, our competitors here in Florida that work are Canadian companies are figuring how to bifurcate the companies and keep the money separate. Um, otherwise, they may get kicked off of the Canadian exchange. Um, but it's a big problem, and it's something that we are trying to um, unwind here in the United States because the fact of our capital problem, the banking problem here in the U.S., we can't have those big deals, and we can't have, and people are getting money from other places because they in the capital market here and everybody is the other problem is because it's still federally illegal that a lot of the big yeah. guys out there the family offices the large the guys that got the the billions of dollars they know if the feds come in to try to prosecute that's who they're going after right. exactly they're, wait, they're waiting for the big they're boy waiting for the big boys the big right. boy to come in yeah so they can make a name for themselves come on leon you can go ahead and get no in. i can't do it i'm poe I'm, I'm a poor guy. I'm a poe. I thought you said you're on the poe. No, I'm just a poor guy. Hey, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm liking these uh, Cannabis Life uh, uniforms. They got you dressed? Yeah. You look good. I like them. I need one. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Got to show everybody what we look like today because we look pretty good. All right. Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Army? Oh, I mean, there's there's We've a bunch, got, there's a bunch a of stuff. I thought, I, thought you're, I thought you were going to pay the bills. Do you want to do you want to pay the bills right now? Yeah, let's pay the bills. All right, we got We got to take a break. All right, you are currently tuned to Cannabis Life Radio, brought to you by Green Roads World. Hi. 
As a loving pet owner, you want to treat your senior dog for dysplasia, neuropathy, and joint discomfort with minimal traditional chemical medication. And as loving pet owners, we at King Canine agree, and we're excited to make our signature CBD line available to you, derived from all-natural cannabidiol compounds. Lab-tested, non-GMO, plant-based, cutting-edge King Calm CBD reduces inflammation and discomfort naturally and even reduces anxiety from fireworks and thunderstorms. Go to kingcanine.com. That's K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E for details. And browse a full line of products like King Calm De-Shedder, King Calm Balm, and King Clean Shampoo for pet wellness inside and out. Order now using the code BARK20 for an exclusive 20% discount. K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E.com. King Calm CBD and the rest of our natural cannabidiol products. King Canine for natural pet wellness inside and out. Across the state to across the country, the Hemp Kings is your online home for hemp oil products. From organic hemp oil to intense concentrates, there is only one name you need to remember. The Hemp Kings. The Hemp Kings. Our hemp cream pain blaster lotions uses natural essential oils to deliver hemp's natural pain reliever directly to the site of inflammation for long-lasting relief. Now, our pain blaster hemp cream has now gone to the extreme. Extreme? Extreme! Extreme! New pain blaster extreme cream delivers even more relief, even faster! The best hemp products at the best prices delivered anywhere in the continental U.S. TheHempKings.com TheHempKings.com Green Roads World is recognized as one of the world's leading suppliers of CBD products and Cannabis Life Radio is giving away Green Road CBD products every week. To join, just tune in at our Facebook Live broadcast every Saturday morning at 10 and follow the instructions on air and in the comment section. Cannabis Life Radio is teaming up with Green Roads World to give you free CBD. Good luck from Cannabis Life Radio and Green Roads World. Florida Home Grow is the state's number one seller of hemp oil products. Stop by and check out their organic hemp oil, capsules, and pain-killing topical lotions. Enjoy a complimentary cup of fresh organic coffee when checking out our beautiful showroom. Florida Home Grow also carries unique hemp items like jewelry, soaps, clothing, and accessories. Don't forget to try refreshing natural lemonade or delicious ice cream sandwiches. Florida Home Grow is conveniently located on Lake Worth Road between Jog and the Turnpike. We're the number one sellers of hemp oil products because our stuff works. Nobody covers cannabis news like Cannabis Life Radio. Nobody. Why did you look at me like that? Did I make a noise? Did, did something come out of me that I didn't know? All right. Let, let's not say what it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Cannabis Life Radio is on the air. By the way, the microphones are on. Just letting you know. Because you wanted to keep screaming. Uh, Cannabis Life Radio is here. Uh, this is Florida's original OG Cannabis Radio program. Uh, we are here, OG. Leon Hamilton, along with R.B. Barroso and Nikki Freed. We're talking about cannabis in Florida and the medical marijuana program. And there was a big to-do over at uh, Miami Beach um, this past week. You know how I know? How because do you know? I was not invited 
to another <laughs> cannabis event in Florida. I just want to point that out. Oh, it was we, in, we didn't go. What was it? The IC4? IC3. IC3. And explain to what exactly that event was about. I, I saw a lot of bigwigs on social media. I saw them there, so I knew I wasn't welcome. Yeah, IC3. <laughs> it actually was supposed to be when the hurricane was coming, so they, they canceled it back. It was supposed yeah. to be in I guess, September, October. Yeah, September. Um, it's basically brought uh, people from across the country, and I think there was probably some Canadians there, too, as well, at the capital markets. So you had a lot of hedge funds, a lot of family office representation, yeah. people in the industry, either big players. Out, big players that were either looking for capital, getting capital, um, a lot of people who are trying to get into the Florida marketplace and kind of figure out where the moving parts are. Right. I was fortunate to be on the Why Florida panel and uh, basically present why it's important to know the, the inner workings of the state of Florida and bring their money here. Why does that mean? Why like the word why or why yeah, is well, in the letter that, why? That's like almost an advertising. Oh, it's like a oh, I see, like no, a gimmick. Why, why Florida? Why, why, why come to Florida? Okay, okay, now I understand. So, what is the big reason that they wanted to come to Florida? Did anybody? Well, I know, I know. <laughs> there's a lot of money potentially. Money, yeah. There's money. There's a lot of patience. I would say we're probably going to be the second or third uh, largest. Drop, we're in, we're in paradise. We got a beach to your. Yeah, to we're in paradise. That, that was a stupid question. We have I, Orlando. I, I blame my producer. Can I blame my producer? <laughs> blame him for everything else. And, and I he's, mean, he's the I main mean, reason I'm starving, by the way. Why, why, why Florida is, is exactly what they should be talking about. Yeah. Why Florida? They, they mean, should have, that should have been the whole conference. Isn't that what it was? It, was it geared towards bringing uh, medical marijuana businesses to Florida? Or is that just the way it ended up being? It, it, I, I think it just ended up being that way. And that's why they wanted that Florida-specific panel. Um, that we had a, you know, Most of the people who were at the conference actually attended that. That one panel, and then lots of good questions, and there's a lot of confusion right. about what is the what is the marketplace right now? Where is it going? What opportunities are there out there for investors? Uh, some of the issues, kind of what the next steps are of the program, and so a lot of our, our conversation was just purely educational. What is your what is your what is your feeling about the biggest problem? What do you think the biggest problem is? Uh, with the medical marijuana program in Florida, if you if education. you could major education, education is the number one education of the patients and the doctors. Okay, so you're, what you're saying is the education of the doctors would help speed up the process because the process to me, the getting the cards is 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 all people talk about to me. You know, I'm just a you know the guy on the street. I hear people you know talking about the cost and the weight. You know, and people don't have to wait for pain medication. They don't have to wait for any other kind of medication, but because of the rules, the way that this thing has been set up, that's all people talk about is the weight. Well, and that, it's that, ridiculous. that needs to change uh, almost completely because when somebody's going in for uh, a prescription instead of cannabis, um, we already know what, you know, the death rate is and uh, the chances of you getting addicted to opiates is a huge, huge problem. That's why heroin um, was literally nowhere to be found and now it's up 500%. Um, that is a direct cause from the opiates. So it needs to start from the ground. In other words, straight from the doctors that just got out of the university that are, are residents in hospitals because we're dealing with a lot of, I mean, we're with 1,100 doctors. But we typically deal with, you know, about 10 to 11 doctors that we have conversations at least once or twice a month with um, that are younger doctors of uh, 47, 50. And they understand the fact that they're almost tired of the politics that are going on in the hospitals. So they understand that this is a better product 
uh, to start off with than just to write them a prescription for for OxyContin. So that that's almost where where we run into the problem is that doctors and and literally in in five minutes or seven minutes could write you five prescriptions. So they'll give you the gabapentin, the Valiums, uh, the Xanax, the OxyContins, and and maybe a blood pressure medication or something for your diabetes. Yeah. That is the problem. When you go in, into the cannabis, you need to educate the patient. The patient's going to have more than one question. Well, how should I take this? Why should I take this much? Which type of brand should I buy? You know, all these questions are right, and the doctors have been so used to for the last decade, maybe longer, probably by the, pretty much the last decade, is here's your prescription. Thank you very much. You're out the door in 10 minutes. Right, but part of the, you know, another issue, you know, just being the guy on the street, the big dumb guy, um, when people come to me and they talk to me about CBD products that they have purchased from a grower or a dispensary in Florida, um, it's basically a lesser, they come to me and tell me that they paid all this money to get through the program, they get their card, and then they have no choice in the product that the doctor tells them what to get. And these doctors apparently are under the impression that the lower the THC uh, amount, the better it is. So they come out with a uh, basically a $40 product. They come to me and ask me, what is this? And I'm like, you know, you basically spent three or $400 for something that you can get online. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's a medical product. It's medical quality. But the pro- point I'm trying to make is, what is the point of going through the entire program, waiting for your card, and then not getting the product that you actually need just because the doctor is trying to protect himself because the way the ro- laws are written it makes them less likely to prescribe medicine that people need. Education, education, education. That's what I, that's what yes. I, when she said that, that's why I said, I see what you're talking about because yep. it's the, it's the doctors. And that's, I think that's part of the reason they're dropping. Yep. The numbers are dropping. And that's why I think that these doctors associations are out, that are out there like AMPA uh, are doing a great job trying to educate these doctors and they've got to know the different types of product lines that are out there. What is good for the patients and not be scared That's to recommend it. That's what it is. They're it. scared. And I, the other thing is that the doctors have this 18-page you know, consent form, which is right. absolutely the most ridiculous thing in the entire it's, it's, world. It's, yeah, it's very intimidating. It's intimidating it, for, it, for everybody. Yeah, because doesn't it imply or make it sound like... You're the, violating the law. Yeah, that they're basically going to uh, be under the scrutiny um, because they're basically recommending a medicine that it's illegal and it's intimidating for them to you know prescribe dosages that people actually need Correct. So a lot of it is educating. One, it's changing some of those rules that the, the 18 page should be one page right. statute. Very easy. The doctor should start knowing what exactly kind of the products are out there, what the benefits are for each of the, of the lines, um, whatever the, the condition is. Start realizing, again, outside of the box, what, what are types of things that can be recommended for. And then it's the patients. It's still an intimidating process to go into a dispensary and not know what is available. Right. And, and it's confusing. And so I think it's also an known as on the MMTCs to be doing our job teaching the, the the patients when they come into the dispensary and making sure that it's not an intimidating environment that is there for wellness and for a better product line than going to the streets or going to the opiates. Right. And, and, and the black markets through the roof. 
since the amendment. I mean, and that's that's not the way this should be working. You're, you're, you're saying the black market in Florida is growing? The black market in Florida is definitely growing. Yeah, so do you uh, think that it's being grown here? No, I was asked no, on a radio station no, that not. it's being grown. Do I think that the market is increasing in Florida that, that is being grown here? The no, amount of, and I said, it's, absolutely it's not. not. It's actually going down, I think. I, it, it's not being grown here. Um, the fact is, is that people want to know exactly. They want flour. Yeah, they want flour, uh, and it's not available. And they want to know what they're actually uh, taking. And I think uh, when nurseries and the state, really not the nurseries, because I think they're doing an amazing job trying to get this thing pushed forward as quickly as they can. First, they got investors. Second of all, they got salaries they need to pay. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a bunch of obstacles. And they see the future. And obviously see the future. Yeah. They have a bunch of obstacles um, that I'm pretty sure Nikki's fighting on, on a daily basis that's not allowing them to work and really be successful. So it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a meant to fail kind of thing. So we need to educate the doctors so the doctors could recommend the right, uh, you know, product so they could go to the uh, to the dispensaries. Dispensaries are beautiful. I mean, yeah, when you walk they look in like there, beautiful it's not, iPhone stores. It's, it's not like you're, you're you're walking into like you know a hole in the wall. They're beautiful, and the people that are behind the counter are educated, and they want to talk to them, and they want to yeah. explain to them that maybe that this time they didn't get the right one, but go and ask your doctor this. That's why it's important to educate. I'd rather have ten to fifteen educated doctors and a thousand doctors that don't know what they're doing, right? Because all they're going to do is hurt the industry more. So the more like you know. Shout out to Barry Gordon for sure. Um, you know to Doc. So so it's educating. You know little by little. It, it's the quality, not the quantity. And, and it's, it's also the doctors and not the ones that are just getting into the industry now that are the old pill mill doctors. It's the doctors that are the specialized, the specializations, the ones that are already been treating the cancer patients, the ones that are already treating the, the patients that have um, Lou Gehrig's and PTSD. I mean, we can talk about PTSD in the vets oh, all day long. My God, what a benefit, that, you know, having the ability to have another product line to help with the PTSD. I mean, that is such a move forward for, for these first responders and for the vets out there. Um, so for nothing else, we'll continue fighting for that population. Um, and, you know, so to have all these different things out there, um, it's important to educate our doctors, but the doctors that are already seeing these types of patients, because those are the ones right now that are the most reluctant to get onto the registries to get to their patients because they're so specialized, they're concerned about the feds coming in and taking away their license. Do you really think that that's your concern, though? Do you really think that, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, we don't need to, we could, we could go off the, off the record on this, but my opinion is the fact that they don't want to spend 15 to 20 minutes with these patients. I see more doctors than that, that than the doctors that want to get into a recommendation. You know, it's it's almost they they have a duty to protect their patients. And uh, and and when you continue to see the rise, you know, I went to Nebraska um, and I've spoken to people there. We just got back from Iowa. I've been to Kentucky. I've been to these places that are, um, I, I've talked to the Boston police. We, we work very hand in hand with an open door policy with any um, um, police uh, station or county. And we want to educate them. We want to let them know. And uh, you know, when you go to the doctors and you talk to the doctors it's like oh that you know i got to spend 20 minutes and they're going to ask me 20 questions i'd rather just continue doing what i'm doing I, and that I, hurts me because i hope that's coming. not the case around cost of state i'm you know i hope that's not you know i think this combination of maybe com- that it could be a combination i'm going to be all i'm not going to put all of them in one basket but but i think that's that's one of the problems yeah and i think that we also have some a lot of 
horrible regulations, not just here in, in Florida, but also the country, you know, that if you are card carrying, you also then lose your gun rights, which I think is so, um, that is horrible that you have to choose between um, which amendment you want, you want protection under, whether it's the amendment for um, your gun rights or for being able to have medical marijuana. And I think that's horrible that a lot of the vets are still not um, getting their benefits if they get medical marijuana. Those types of, of draconian policies yeah. must change. Horrible. I mean, we just ended up, uh, I know, uh, Probably uh, Jose Belen's watching, but uh, we're yeah, we're shout sending out to him. shout out to Jose. <laughs> Excuse me. We actually um, are getting up getting him up to New York. Um, again, we're we're just not uh, in this industry. We um, we work with uh, City Year with uh, Chevin Jones. We work with uh, DJRE, and we're going to be speaking to 3,200 kids there um, and educating on that part because I think education in this industry is going to be big for the next three, four, five years. Absolutely. So we could get rid of the stigma on this and really call a spade a spade when you haven't, uh, you know. And, and again, people are going to need pain medication. We understand this. So there's going to be some people that do need, you know, high doses of, you know, maybe Oxycontin when they're in the hospital or something like that. Of course, that. when you, you have your a bone sticking out of your leg. Yeah, or dental, you know, dental work or you know, yeah. you've been in a car wreck Me- or medical, stuff like medical that. Medical marijuana is not going to help no, you at that moment. But, but when you could get that pill and you could put it into a spoon and shoot it up or you could crush it and snort it or you could put it on an aluminum foil and smoke it that is no longer a pharmaceutical drug. That is a street drug. Absolutely. And I think, too, is not just, you know, after you go through education, it's also political activism. That we have an opportunity across the state um, to start educating one, go, go federal level, you know, educating our congressmen that are up there on these very, very important issues. And voter registration drives. You know, th- these drives, uh, I know we're going to start talking around the state and some of the, the coordination with the federal side, start getting voter registration drives in each of our dispensaries and make sure that this next generation is voting, yeah. is active. We have um, a possibility that they are putting out a constitutional amendment to prevent vaping in public. Uh, uh, it is a proposal that has been uh, voted out of its first committee that could potentially be on our ballot. And so, I mean, that's the way you guys, that's the way the state put for medication right now. Correct. Which, and there, it, it could be construed. So let me go in a closet or inside <laughs> a bathroom or something. Let me, take a, let me take a vape hit and then walk right back ridiculous. out to the public. It's, I mean, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But if we are silent on this um, or our population is not registered to vote and is not active, um, we are going to get these types of amendments in our Constitution, get legislators and governors who uh, don't understand our, our philosophies and kind of moving in the right direction. So if we don't, it's not just you know our constitutional amendment that got passed last year, it's continuously making sure that the right people are in office yeah. uh, to protect the rights of our citizens and moving forward in this issue. Because there are always somebody, you know, that's in charge of like a certain committee that is appointing somebody in a certain office that has some paperwork running across their desk that can make things easier or harder for the cannabis business. And it's always the other way around. It always it's makes always, it harder. It's always harder. Yeah. It's, um, it's uh, I mean, to stay regulated in this in this business, in this business, again, it's, it's, it's an amazing business to be in on the, on the nursery, on the THC side. On providing these type of products on the on the green road CBD side, um, but if you, you got to have regulations in place, that's a must. So we, we agree all on that that we have to have regulations because there's a lot of bad apples. But there's some regulations that they put out there that you know if it, it really hurts 
uh, to the point where in Colorado for a while, it, it took people out, out of the business, completely out of the business. And now you have the big, huge grows, the 200,000 square foot, 300,000 square foot grows, um, and the mom and pops are gone. It's almost like a Walmart move. So so I think um, home growing is, is, is something that needs to, needs to happen because I think some people like to choose their own way and some people like, I'm, I'm not t- that type of person. You know, I'll probably kill a palm tree. So yeah. I'm definitely going to be going yeah, uh, to Green too. Solution or Trulief and, and getting my, you know, and getting my medication. So that's not really, that's not my, really my thing. But regulations and, again, voting, we've always talked about it in the show. You need to go out and vote. You need to call your representative. You need to find out where they stand on these important issues because, uh, you know, that's our freedom. That's our freedom to choose how we want to medicate. It's our freedom to choose how we want to move forward in this industry. And if they don't hear us, um, I've always said shame on us if we don't get this thing passed the right way. Yeah, and we're working on uh, something. I think uh, the producers are working on something with uh, all the um, all the uh, politicians, state politicians that are pro-cannabis and uh, anti-cannabis. And we're going to keep track of who's running because um, my buddy Pigman, you know Pigman? That's your boy. You don't know Pigman? That's he knows boy. Pigman. <laughs> Pigman has run unopposed the past three elections. Unopposed. So we 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 somebody needs to find. What, what district is he? Again? He is District Fifty Four, I believe. He runs from Port St. Lucie all the way to Sebring on the almost to the west coast. So it's from Okeechobee County uh, on the north side of the lake all the way west. So we got to find somebody uh, to challenge this guy because he is one of the leaders. He's one of a, one of the big pains in the you know what. Yeah, but he got taken off the committee after he had his little yeah, episode but he's of still, wine. He's still on the health committee though. Correct. He's still on there. He's just not chair. Oh, so he's still on the committee. He's just not the chair. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he's he and I have a personal. We have a personal well, issue. We, we we had a, a lot of conversations last year, and as a doctor, I tried having a one to one conversation with yeah. him that if they put too many regulations in there that makes it too prescriptive, right. that also scares away a doctor. That yeah. the, the doctor should just purely be saying, um, "You are are one of these qualified conditions. Check the box recommendation." And yeah, there's education, but there's no going further to the point that it becomes right. a prescription rather than a recommendation. So on the recommendation, I think... Does the doctor have to recommend the amount of milligrams, or can not? Why, why can they not fall back into the dispensaries where it should be? Right. Because people that are working at the dispensary typically know, um, you know, obviously on maybe have a parameter. If this person has spasms or has a little bit of pain or whatever the case may be, they could go up to this high, or you know, because right now if they choose, those doctors don't know what they're. Yeah, it's the, it's the people yeah. in the dispensaries that know what's going on and not the doctors. That's what it seems like to me. Well, we, we, that's one of the issues we fought a lot about last year is dosing um, because we did think believe that dosing should not be between. The doctor does not know any better Correct. necessarily yeah. on, on the dosing. And, and it scares legislators when we say this is a fishing expedition for a patient. Right. That a patient may, if they're taking a vapor versus an edible, the dosing is going to be different on how you react to the product. And a lot of these doctors, no matter how much education is out there, there's just there's not the research, which is another broad, big they problem that we have it. out there. <laughs> well, they and, need to smoke it. They got to be like, all right, so let me silly. try this one. Let right, me try it, that one. Let me try that one. If we if we think about it as the you know uh, as compared to say peanut butter. 
butter, okay? We're talking about cannabis and peanut butter. We're saying they're the same thing. And all of a sudden, all these doctors, everybody started saying, you know what? You know what helps me with my pain is peanut butter. You know what helps me with my cancer is peanut butter. And all of a sudden, all these doctors and all these legislators come in and say, you know what? We've got to get a hold of this. You can only have 10 scoops. You can only have two (laughs) spoons of peanut butter because otherwise you're going to get diabetes. We can't help it. We can't stop it. You know, it's everybody is all in this because it's all about control. It has nothing to do with helping patients. It's about control and money. And money. It's getting ridiculous. We can talk about Big Pharma if we like. Oh, I know. You're hitting my my key button on that Mm. one. I went, let's get on that. All right. Well, <laughs> let's you want me to start? That. Want me to start? Well, listen. I'll start. Okay. I, I went to United States, and after that, I'll go ahead, Leon. I'm going to let you go on All that right. one. I'm going to start. I'm going to start, Big Pharma. Okay. Uh, in 1994, I was diagnosed with a, a form of blood cancer, and from 94 to 2009, I was in and out of the hospital. Um, uh, periods of time from two weeks to a month each time uh, they would have to uh, do operations, uh, thin out my blood, do uh, put in metal pieces into my into my body, and all these crazy things happen. Well, anyway, uh, I kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. That two thousand nine, my copay was three hundred fifty dollars a day. Um, I had to inject myself with two um, two forms of uh, anti cancer medication into my stomach every day. Um, I was taking cancer cannabis illegally for pain and it still wasn't enough. They prescribed me um, uh, Oxycontin, Oxycodone. They put me on the um on the uh, on the lollipop, on the fentanyl lollipop, um, and then sent me to work where I was carrying 100-pound trays over little old ladies' heads, and I was completely bombed out of my gourd because what they want you to do is completely fall for their tricks and keep buying their medicine and stay within the tri- uh, the, the the lines and keep paying your bills and keep paying the the uh, insurance bills, and then all of a sudden. In, uh, in 2009, I said, you know what, this, these pain pills are killing me. I'm either going to die by using medicinal cannabis or I'm going to die from taking these pills. So I'm going to do it the fun way. I'm going to at least do it by medicinal, medicinal cannabis. So I started making my own um, Rick Simpson oil, and basically it was so potent. I did this so well that a, a, a tiny half rice piece would knock me out for hours. So that wasn't the option for me, so I started investigating CBD and hemp oil and the minute that I incorporated THC, smoking illegal cannabis, and legal CBD products, everything vanished. Every medication went away. It's unbelievable. And I think that, you know, talking about the opiates and why we are having our problem where we are is because, one, we don't have the research dollars yet. And I think that Big Pharma is stopping a lot of that research, that if we were able to have the money into the research and be able to come up with new product lines, I mean, we, we can disrupt the entire pharmaceutical. You know, the medical marijuana is such a, an alternative to so many different types of conditions, whether it's Ambien, whether it's Tylenol, um, you know, the opiates. There's so many other, you know, this I see this as a disruption to the, the pharmaceutical world, and they're scared. And so, Terrified. unfortunately, you know, they've got they've been in the industry a lot longer than we all have, yeah. and have a lot more dollars to spend on congressional and state races. Um, but unfortunately, that that's you know. Well, the doctors are in on it because well, my doctor got very upset when I started feeling better and started asking me, "What are you doing?" And at first, I wouldn't tell him. And then when I told him, he got very very angry. I mean, look at my dad. My dad, uh, it took my dad, my mom passing away on June 2nd, 
2014 old style Cuban you know didn't didn't want anything to do with it she thought it was uh, you know marijuana uh, you know so on and so forth and when my mom passed they were married 61 years um, I knew my dad was on Xanax I couldn't cut him off right off of that I knew I couldn't get him off the Valium uh, and the gabapentin was real quick um, today my dad doesn't take anything we celebrated his 93rd birthday uh, on the 22nd of January and we were there and he plays dominoes every day and he does his thing and if my mom my mom passed away in three days over a stomach you know infection uh, due to the medications that she was taking she'd come out during lunch you know when she had lunch and she had a huge tray and it was this pill that pill it was every pill possible um, and uh, when my dad went back to the doctor the doctor was basically because that's how they collect you know they yeah. they build this they build that and uh, he still writes my dad the prescriptions and my dad felt he has a, a box just a full like one of those old like big uh, you know where you keep your clothes on just just full of medication yeah. um, and and I know big pharma is terrified it's they're gonna it's gonna hit them about seven seven billion to ten billion this year yeah. and, and can you imagine what this would do for Medicaid and Medicare that cost is cost saving alone that if more people were were, pers- uh, were get recommended medical marijuana and not taking these pharmaceutical drugs the the cost savings to our Medicaid and Medicare program a billion huge. Huge cost saver. It's. It's. I, I was reading up on that, and it's a billion dollars. It's uh, eighteen hundred uh, patients would survive the 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 testing that they did in Washington, where they had three thousand patients. So they tested them for three years. Out of those three thousand patients, thirty six percent of them got off of opiates. Uh, because of cannabis. Absolutely. If you look at any state, look, the statistics are out there, tw- uh, any state that has either recreational or medical programs, 25% decrease in opiate yeah. overdoses. Yeah. And, and there there is an absolute direct correlation between yeah. the two. Somebody should tell the uh, Attorney General that number because well, they, apparently they he's going after... They too much money. He, he, th- he thinks that, that mm. cannabis is equivalent to heroin. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, heroin is actually in opiates. I mean, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist every once in a while. I mean, listen, we're in Vietnam was the largest importer of uh, of opium and and uh, and that and now we're in Afghanistan it is. Yep. 95 to 97 percent of everything that comes in heroin and opiate comes from Afghanistan you know what a coincidence Coinky dink. Coinky All right. dink. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull myself together and splash some water on my face yeah. <laughs> Hey, don't do that. I've got a show to do. And plus, Arby's Mail Sack is coming up. Uh, if you have a question about cannabis or CBD, all you have to do is go to Facebook Live right now, comment in the comment section, and ask the question. We'll get it to me, and I will address it to Arby, and we'll find out the answer on Arby's Mail Sack coming up. <laughs> you are currently tuned to Cannabis Life Radio, brought to you by Green Roads World. as one of the world's leading suppliers of CBD products. And Cannabis Life Radio is giving away Green Road CBD products every week. To join, just tune in at our Facebook Live broadcast every Saturday morning at 10 and follow the instructions on air and in the comment section. Cannabis Life Radio is teaming up with Green Road's World to give you free CBD. Good luck from Cannabis Life Radio and Green Road's World. Across the state to across the country, the Hemp Kings is your online home for hemp oil products. From organic hemp oil to intense concentrates, there's only one name you need to remember. The Hemp Kings. The Hemp Kings. Our hemp cream pain blaster lotions uses natural 
natural essential oils to deliver hemp's natural pain reliever directly to the site of inflammation for long-lasting relief. Now, our Pain Blaster Hemp Cream has now gone to the extreme. Extreme? Extreme! Extreme! New Pain Blaster Extreme Cream delivers even more relief, even faster! The best hemp products at the best prices delivered anywhere in the continental U.S. TheHempKings.com TheHempKings.com As a loving pet owner, you want to treat your senior dog for dysplasia, neuropathy, and joint discomfort with minimal traditional chemical medication. And as loving pet owners, we at King Canine agree, and we're excited to make our signature CBD line available to you, derived from all-natural cannabidiol compounds. Lab-tested, non-GMO, plant-based, cutting-edge King Calm CBD reduces inflammation and discomfort naturally, and even reduces anxiety from fireworks and thunderstorms. Go to kingcanine.com. That's K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E for details. And browse a full line of products like King Comb De-Shedder, King Comb Balm, and King Clean Shampoo for pet wellness inside and out. Order now using the code BARK20 for an exclusive 20% discount. K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E.com. King Comb CBD and the rest of our natural cannabidiol products. King Canine for natural pet wellness inside and out. Florida Home Grow is the state's number one seller of hemp oil products. Stop by and check out their organic hemp oil, capsules, and pain-killing topical lotions. Enjoy a complimentary cup of fresh organic coffee when checking out our beautiful showroom. Florida Home Grow also carries unique hemp items like jewelry, soaps, clothing, and accessories. Don't forget to try refreshing natural lemonade or delicious ice cream sandwiches. Florida Home Grow is conveniently located on Lake Worth Road between Jog and the Turnpike. We're the number one sellers of hemp oil products because our stuff works. This is the radio show people talk about all week long. This is Cannabis Life Radio. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that first. Yeah. It's not here. It's just me and Nikki. Oh, look, she turned away. Doesn't even want to talk to me. <laughs> All right, I'll do the show by myself. Welcome to Cannabis Life Radio. Uh, I'm Leon Hamilton, along with this empty chair and Nikki Freed. Uh, is he here? There he is. I think we're going back to a governor races. Yeah, we're <laughs> empty chair. We're running yeah. for mayor. Running for mayor here. <laughs> And Doral, are we allowed to say where we are, have by the way? Coffee on air, is that okay? Yeah, have a coffee. coffee. Go ahead, make yourself at home, my friend. It's one of the relax, relax. It's a very relaxing atmosphere. Thank you, young lady. Yeah, we're gonna witness you opening up your coffee. Absolutely. All right. There's a delicacy to doing these type of things. Yeah. Let's show how it is. This is the true Hialeah method, by the way. Listen, you can't go any Hialeah more than this. This is man. true Hialeah, no, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm going to show you this is going to be a... Where did you get it from? Ask. I don't know. No? It's a Miami native, I appreciate. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Hmm. So you got to go like this. Yeah. And you got to pinch. Do you put any sugar in that? You got to pinch the corners. Oh, there's enough sugar in there to last you a lifetime. Oh, the sugar's already in it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, I never knew that. Here you go, young lady. Thank you, sir. I was wondering why people stand in line around the corner for that stuff. <laughs> yeah, let me have a little shot of that. If you're in, if you're in Miami in 305, you got to have a Cuban yeah. shot. Well, I guess. It's funny. Um, when I'm up in uh, Tallahassee for the legislative session, we always know where the 305 members of the of oh, legislature yeah. are and make sure that we are rotating a, our, our uh, intake throughout the day. <laughs> it's a must. It's a must. I mean, now there you go. 305, you're intaking. Now we're losing Leon purposely. <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of sugar in that. All right. That is so good. Oh, Oh my goodness. Now I'm definitely a Miamian. Now you're definitely 305. I can barely speak. All right. Welcome to Cannabis Life Radio. I'm Leon Hamilton, along with Arby Barroso and Nikki Frieden. All of a sudden, I'm very, very fast when I'm talking. Uh, We we also have a very special guest. We're going to try this. Uh, We're going to go live to Jordan Harker from autoflower.net. I believe this is going to work. Autoflower. Let's try this. Okay. I'm going to start hitting buttons over here. He's not there. No, it's not there. All right. Auto, well, auto you, flowering. Uh, did, Nick, do you have any idea what uh, auto flowering is? I do. Uh, you know, when, when you all sent me the, uh, the all, I spent some time up in the northern part of our state. Yeah. Um, so when uh, the agenda was sent to me, it said auto flowering. And I yeah. happened to have been at, um, around a couple of our other CEOs of uh, the MMTCs. And I turned to them and asked them, what is auto flowering? Do I, do, am I missing something here? Uh, and they didn't know what it was. So I was excited to hear about it today. Pretty cool. So yeah. now I'm excited to hear about it because I was in the business for a long time. I guess it's a new technology or yeah. something. So Basically, uh, I definitely want to hear this. Thank you, young lady. Well, you're getting everything, man. I get treated right here, man. I mean, I got to bring my own iced tea. I was here the other day. To, oh we were here till what? One o'clock in the morning. What the were other you day? doing? What were you doing? Uh, you weren't. You weren't here. What you were, were you home. doing? We, we were you were, working? Uh, actually, yes. We yeah, were did working. you have your work gloves on? We we definitely had our work yeah, gloves no on, work and we were just going and making sure that uh, you know uh, what we're trying to do and promote and go forward yeah. with political races. And uh, you know, we have about three hundred. Uh, how many? About three hundred thousand emails right about now, Floridians, that we could reach out to uh, during voting year. Uh, about 300, just probably about three, over 300. So um, we're, we're going to make a big splash uh, to make sure that uh, the representatives here are voice um, and uh, and that Florida becomes uh, something that uh, everybody can enjoy when uh, when they go to a dispensary and go see Nikki to make sure that they got the right yeah. stuff and uh, they don't choose what we could actually uh, ingest or medicate with. All right. We got uh, Jordan Harker is on the line. Jordan Harker is going to explain more about autofly. Our seeds. Jordan, are you there? I see you. Yes. Were you just drinking beer? Was that beer you're drinking, sir? Uh, a little early. It's <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure. Just checking. You look like you're in a basement. I, I, you know, I could almost see exactly. Uh, I could have that old feeling. I could close my eyes and see where you're at right now. Uh-huh. Exactly. All right. All right. It's all good. Beautiful. I love it. Oh, boy. So so tell us a little bit about, you know, um, auto flowering and, and, and what is it? And uh, is it a new technique? Is it something that's, that's new that's in the industry? Um, uh, tell our viewers where, you know, how, how, how does that work? That's been hybridized with cannabis root 
Ruderalis is kind of a distant third co cousin in the cannabis family that's not really talked about, kind of like the creepy uncle. It's the Leon. It's the Leon of it's, the cannabis world. It's, it's, we, we, we all have one of them. It's the guy to the right to me. <laughs> Thanks. It's nice. Wow, so there's no 12, hour, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. There's no none of that. You can literally go straight through with light. Yeah, you can go straight through with it. Um, now, there are some advantages or disadvantages to light hours on with auto flowers. There's a big debate on whether or not plants need um, some sort of dark period. Um, you know, that's something that you could probably talk about back and forth. Personally, I've grown hundreds of auto flowers on 24 hours of lighting. Um, I do this one just because I don't like messing around with timers. <laughs> just more, more public concept. I just like to show people, like, look, this is a real thing. Um, I do believe that there is a point of diminishing returns when you give too much light to the plant. And there's a response that the plant can absorb. Um, but we have seen that the more light hours, there's a, kind of an optimal point, maybe 18 hours of light on or more. Basically gives you the most optimal or maximized return. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. How, how, how does it affect the yield on on uh, on the plant itself uh, when you're giving it that much that much light? Um, you know, uh, how, does it affect it heavily? Ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent, or some of them just are so used to it um, at this point because we know that these plants are living, breathing, and in, in my eyes, and and they're like you know the babies. That's why growers call them babies. Um, it does does it affect it in any which way on the yield? part it can depending on how hybridized uh, the autoflower is I mean when we talk about autoflowers people jump into ruderalis the reality is is that the commercial offering of autoflowers that we see is hybridized cannabis indica sativa with ruderalis the best breeders that are, that are out there are removing as much of that ruderalis from that commercial offering as they can the only thing we really want from ruderalis is that autoflowering trait um, it's high in CBD it's low in THC if you've ever Googled a picture of Ruderalis before, it's a short, scraggly plant. Yeah. Uh, the typical structure is kind of a bud on a stick. Yeah. Um, it's it's not it real appealing. And um, <laughs> the, that stigma has kind of carried with it over the years where, um, you know, one of the original uh, autoflowers or the one that probably has a lot of notoriety would be Joint Doctor's Lowrider. Um, and that's where people kind of jump to. Um, and some of the offerings that we see now, there's guys that are pulling one-pound plants out of a single plant 
plant. They're doing it in yeah. 100 wow. days, 120 days. Um, it's not something that I, you know, when I explain this to people, it's not something like, oh, you should replace, you know, growing full cycle photo periods. Um, it can be a complimentary thing, or for some people, it's absolutely the perfect option for them. Um, when you guys are talking about home growers in Florida, uh, this would be a perfect example for somebody to try to hop into it. It's so, yeah. it's not, I don't want to say simple, but it does remove it's some easier. of the, it, it is a, in a sense, it can be easier. I mean, it's kind of a different animal. There's a little different way that you would grow with them. Um, there's some tendencies with auto flowers that, you know, need to be addressed through education. Um, and that's a huge emphasis of what we do with the auto flower network is bringing education based on community response and peer response, and then documenting those with grow journals. So it's not necessarily one person saying, Hey, this is how it is. But instead we have community discussions with, you know, incredibly intelligent people. There's people that are botanists and, you know, PhD degrees and things like that. And then you've got Joe home grower too, that doesn't understand any of this. Um, but we've created an, an environment where you can come and you can learn about this stuff. You can ask simple questions and nobody's going to jump down your throat and say, Oh, like you can't Google yeah, mine's better. Um, I do this better. <laughs> yeah. I, we, I, I went through about four or five growers when I was in Colorado and everybody was the best grower ever, you know, Oh, I'm the oh, best grower ever, but put them in a five, you know, five room rotation and, and then they're spinning their heads trying to figure it out. Um, does, is it, is it better for an indica plant or sativa plant? Cause I'm, I'm more in the, in the indica side of, of, of medicating it when I am in a legal state or in a red card, uh, here in Florida, I would want an indica. Is it, does it affect the sativa or the indica more or is it, or is it doesn't really matter? And honestly, it doesn't really matter. The offerings that are out there, you can have sativa dominance, you can have indica dom, you can have your 50-50s or your splits, just like your photo period plants. Um, the breeding side of it, I mean, once you've stabilized the autoflowering trait, which typically results from back crossing a few generations, um, you can't just cross it in once and it's going to autoflower automatically 100% of the time. Um, but once you stabilize that autoflower trait, the, what good breeders do, or good geneticists, is selectively breed. They pick out the traits that people want to see more on a commercial level uh, and then they basically breed those out and and as the generations go along we start to see stronger bigger auto flowers things that people um, in the past would say well you know this is interesting but I don't want to grow it because it only grows like this yeah, tall it doesn't have enough um, yield well, I don't I don't get enough out of it what what type that, of light gone. That's gone. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to interrupt what what's what do you are you using 600s are you using or is it is it, it has uh, to be using low? LEDs uh, what are you using LEDs um, Primarily with the, the home growing market, I would say hands down, it's an LED dominated market. Nice. Um, we don't really see a lot of HID lighting, um, which is interesting. I recently took a job working in the commercial side of the industry now, um, and seeing the opinions of commercial growers and facility managers versus uh, how we do it with home growing is completely different. I mean, you're looking at, uh, you know, your Gavitas, your double-ended lights and things like that. Um, that's almost unheard of with what we're doing here with autoflowers on a home level. Um, but I don't know if you can see this or not. I won't blast it too much. This is an actual example of a 55-watt uh, cob light. This is chip-on-board lighting with LEDs, um, cobshop.net. Big shout-out to Jim. He's going to like that. Um, but this is actually where, this is where we're seeing um, the trend of LEDs going here is not just uh, more wattage, but we're looking at more efficient lighting technology. Um, basically, this here can pump out, you know, basically what a light 3-watt, uh, 5-watt diode is like an epistar diode um, can be up to 25 maybe 30 percent more efficient and, and yeah. if you guys ever want to check out things like this we have led vendors on autoflower.net there's a lot of representatives that will actually talk 
about their lights. Um, you know, some of it's a sales pitch. Some of it you'll actually learn something because they actually want to educate people. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely LED dominated, um, and the efficiency side of it is increasing. And um, what's interesting is uh, on the commercial side of things is that we're going to see, I, I believe anyway, more push for efficiency with lighting and operations, um, especially as the abundance of cannabis increases, the uh, wholesale price that dispensaries are willing to pay is actually dropping. Um, I talked with a dispensary owner who told me that last year they actually were selling pounds of weed at a loss, um, yep. which is incredible wow. if you think about that. Um, so there's going to be this huge uh, demand and push for efficiency, um, not just with home growing, but also with the commercial industry as well. So it's going to be really interesting um, to see what's going to happen from this, simply because uh, as this industry uh, evolves and we see more people get into it, uh, there's this whole new set of needs that's arising. So I think um, it's, it's going to be interesting. For sure. It, there's, there's definitely oh, a race. Sure. There's a race in everything, whether it's extraction, whether it's lighting, whether it's how can we get it quickest, you you know, to, to four, you know, on the veg side, I think everything is going to be, you know, everybody's moving forward and, and trying to just create as quickly as they can to create either the best product or the best strain. And at the same time, the, the quickest way to get to that strain. Um, and I think that well, that's amazing. I had never heard of, of, of what you're doing right now. And, and that's actually really, really cool. Um, what's interesting with that as well is that this is a good alternative. I'd like to see more um, exploration for commercial viability with greenhouses and uh, commercial operations. There's actually a gentleman out in Washington that approached me about wanting to grow some autoflower seeds, and we're trying to facilitate that right now to see if we can get a commercial operation to grow a whole bunch of these out at once and see if there is any actual real benefit or if they can use it as bumper cropping. Um, and here's a fun story that was shared with me uh, recently was on another radio show here a few weeks ago um, and I talked with uh, James Bean um, with Seeds Here Now and with some of those California fires that had happened, they actually said they were approached by uh, somebody who had their entire outdoor crop torched and uh, he said that they had hooked them up with a large amount of autoflowering seeds because they were looking for something that could really quickly turn around so and still fast. give them a harvest yeah. that they could and so, I mean, it kind of came in and saved the day and when I heard that story, I was like that's just incredible, I mean, um, it it kind of shows people, especially with that the stigma that autoflowers have had, that you know there's definitely a place for this in both the commercial side of things and obviously um, with the home grower markets. Uh, we've got almost 25,000 plus registered home growers on Autoflower Network. So um, you know we're here to educate. We're here to tell people about what autoflowers are, um, and as they uh, evolve and as these breeders uh, give us more of what we want to see. I mean, any commercial offering that typically you'd want to see in the market. I mean, even your old school strains, White Widow, AK47. Yeah, and things like that. All imagine. of this has been hybridized. You know, it's it's all been hybridized. You can find all of these offerings, yeah. um, and if it's not out there, chances are somebody's going to try to capitalize on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, let me ask you a quick question because we all know that seeds go back to their original form um, uh, after two or three cycles. If you don't keep them uh, growing the same way they've, they've been growing, like on an auto flower, uh, like what you're doing right now, do they go? Does this also go back to its original form? So if you're using an AK. Um, and you hybridize it and you go through three or four cycles and then you go back to its original growth, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Does it go back to its original form um, once you get the seed here or does it? can you continue to provide these type of seeds um, and, uh, and grow them the same way? Once you've stabilized the autoflower trait, I mean, you can plant out the seeds and I mean, they come in regular form or they come in feminized form. Um, so. 
I mean, there's a variety out there for both growers. In terms of the, you know, growing from clone, you you can clone autoflowers. Uh, however, they continue on the same cycle as the mother plant. So there's really no advantages or speed advantages to cloning, um, which is kind of an argument that photoperiod breeders will make um, against autoflowers is that, oh, you can't clone these. From seed, obviously, um, you know, you're going to get some phenotypic expression. There's going to be different things. You're not going to have the same type of plant um, stabilized every time you grow from the same seed, if that's your question. Yeah. Um, but what you can do is that with selective breeding, you can get pretty close to narrowing down certain phenotypes that are consistent, and we've seen it from a lot of different breeders. Um, the problem is, is that as autoflowers gain more popularity, we're seeing more breeders that are popping up that are trying to cap cash in and capitalize on this. I mean, it's a big cash grab industry. Um, you know, that's the unfortunate part about cannabis is that it's all money right now. Um, we need to focus it more on education. We need to focus yes. it more on health. We need to focus it on the right things, um, not just checkbooks getting fatter. Um, that, that is right on point. I mean, that's one of the main things that we're, while we're on the radio is uh, educating and all aspects of the industry because uh, uh, again most people don't touch ever and will never touch flower uh, or touch plant um, so uh, it's 95% of the industry is either marketing education you know everything else and then you have your people like yourself the edu- the, the scientists and the, and the growers on the back end that are really uh, creating avenues for people like ourselves to be able to continue to expand on this industry uh, and, and educate um, which is uh, I think the biggest part of the industry that we really continue and we must continue to push forward. This is true. Jordan Parker, thank you for joining us from autoflower.net. Be sure to check them out online. Thank you very much. And thank we shall you for joining you us. Soon. Thank you. You oh, are currently you. tuned to Cannabis Peace. Life Radio, brought to you by Green Roads World. As a loving pet owner, you want to treat your senior dog for dysplasia, neuropathy, and joint discomfort with minimal traditional chemical medication. And as loving pet owners, we at King Canine agree, and we're excited to make our signature CBD line available to you, derived from all-natural cannabidiol compounds. Lab-tested, non-GMO, plant-based, cutting-edge King Calm CBD reduces inflammation and discomfort naturally, and even reduces anxiety from fireworks and thunderstorms. Go to kingk9.com. That's K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E for details. And browse a full line of products like King Comb De-Shedder, King Comb Balm, and King Clean Shampoo for pet wellness inside and out. Order now using the code BARK20 for an exclusive 20% discount. K-I-N-G-K-A-N-I-N-E.com. King Comb CBD and the rest of our natural cannabidiol products. King Canine for natural pet wellness inside and out. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process.
Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Across the state to across the country, the Hemp Kings is your online home for hemp oil products. From organic hemp oil to intense concentrates, there's only one name you need to remember. The Hemp Kings. The Hemp Kings. Our hemp cream pain blaster lotions uses natural essential oils to deliver hemp's natural pain reliever directly to the site of inflammation for long-lasting relief. Now, our pain blaster hemp cream has now gone to the extreme. Extreme? Extreme! Extreme! New pain blaster extreme cream delivers even more relief, even faster! The best hemp products at the best prices delivered anywhere in the continental U.S. TheHempKings.com TheHempKings.com Green Roads World is recognized as one of the world's leading suppliers of CBD products and Cannabis Life Radio is giving away Green Roads CBD products every week. To join, just tune in on our Facebook Live broadcast every Saturday morning at 10 and follow the instructions on air and in the comment section. Cannabis Life Radio is teaming up with Green Roads World to give you free CBD. Good luck from Cannabis Life Radio and Green Roads World. Florida Home Grow is the state's number one seller of hemp oil products. Stop by and check out their organic hemp oil, capsules, and pain-killing topical lotions. Enjoy a complimentary cup of fresh organic coffee when checking out our beautiful showroom. Florida Home Grow also carries unique hemp items like jewelry, soaps, clothing, and accessories. Don't forget to try refreshing natural lemonade or delicious ice cream sandwiches. Florida Home Grow is conveniently located on Lake Worth Road between Jog and the Turnpike. We're the number one sellers of hemp oil products because our stuff works. Nobody covers cannabis news like Cannabis Life Radio. Nobody. Nobody. Cannabis Life Radio is on the air. Florida's original, the OG cannabis radio program. I'm Leon Hamilton along with Arby Barroso. Cheryl Murray Powell is in Jamaica on assignment. 
on assignment. Yeah. We got That's Nikki Freed here. Been and in Jamaica like twice. Yeah, what in is like that? Weeks. Can you send me to Jamaica on we business? Have, we also have uh, Trace Durrell and the Green Roads family out in the Pro Bowl right now. Um, Wait, shout out! They're to at the them. Pro Bowl. They're at the Pro Bowl. And uh, shout out to Trey. Um, he he came on board as you guys have known. He's been with us now for a month. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was the one. I've that been with you for a year, man. Well, for a year. Well, he brought and a, I get he, stuck he in Doral. He, he brought, gets to go to the Pro Bowl. He brought a professional league to the table oh, and yeah, many okay. other things that yeah, he's doing I, with us right now. That I don't have. Um, he's going to be running our athletic division. Uh, he's going to, you know, he's brought a lot of things to the table. Yeah. And besides that, he's an amazing person with a great story. Um, and uh, he was the one that ended up getting the deal closed uh, with a professional basketball team. Um, then now Green Roads will be providing products. Um, and then maybe uh, Nikki and myself will have a conversation after here where uh, possibly there's going to be three teams here, West Palm Beach, Naples, and Fort Myers uh, for next year's squad um, yeah. that they already have the contracts ready to go. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, 2018. And where where can people get that? In? That was on High Times? Is what it's, you said? It's, it's on yeah, the... just check out the High Times. We'll post it on our uh, Cannabis Life Radio. Yeah. We'll post it on, uh, pretty cool, on my personal page. That's and probably other... the most impressive thing that you've been involved with. Oh my <laughs> just to let you know. Uh, we got winners. We got winners. We so, got winners. So, so raising about forty or 50000 for the American yeah. Cancer Study yeah. is not impressive. No. <laughs> no. Well, uh, well you know that's true. Like you that know, you know that's impressive. About $30,000 for MS News and Views well, for people yeah. that have MS. That's true. You're, yeah. you're a pretty good guy. Uh, um, I appreciate speaking that. Speaking of which, uh, Mr. Good Guy, you've given away, I've given away more of your stuff. Uh, <laughs> I just gave away $500 worth of your stuff. Uh, winners, uh, Stephen Piper from Columbus. Stephen. Robin Cobb from Kentucky both won $250 worth of Green Road CBD. That's what I'm talking from about. From Cannabis Life. Uh, we got to wrap up uh, here. So we want to talk about... Um, Man, this show went quick. Yeah, I know. But we had a lot of topics to talk about. You came quick. in here with on a tear yelling at me about home grow. <laughs> well, uh, now yeah. you're all quiet and calm. You know, all right. It's so what, It's what coffee does to me. All right. So where do, you, where, do you, where do you predict, both of you, where do you predict uh, what's going to happen over the next week? What are we going to hear out of Tallahassee, uh, the Kathy Jordan thing? What, what do you think is going to happen? Out of Tallahassee, you're not going to hear probably hear much. Yeah, that's, it. that's pretty much it's it. Be on a that was it. Shh, be quiet. Don't say anything about weed. Um, you know, obviously, we're you know there were obviously two big hearings this week and two uh, important rulings from from the courts on both uh, runner's suit as well as a smoking one. Um, I think that you'll probably have not a lot going on until the uh, the cases start moving forward. Um, I, I don't think the department. My, my this is again this is my personal opinion. I don't think the department is going to do um, what has been requested of them from the first case with Renner, um, which means it will just go forward on to more of the litigation and the trial side. Yeah. Sad. Stop talking about being <laughs> sad. I'm not being sad. Sad. All right. Uh, don't forget, next week we got lots of good stuff coming up, including um, Cheryl Murray Powell will be back in town. She, we won't have to worry about that situation. She's going to be here, and we're going to have lots of uh, – we have a couple uh, big guests coming up, and, of course, Arby's Mail Sack, which yeah, is Yeah, and we're going to be adding uh, – I don't mean to interrupt Neon, uh, yeah. Leon like I always do. Yeah. We're going to have uh, Nasser that's going to probably be joining us, uh, which is our – production guy 
Uh, he's going to be coming in, joining for for one segment. We're going to have a lot more people involved uh, here. Uh, that was our meeting on Wednesday. Is almost creating a roundtable of young minds uh, because we are surrounded by, um, I would say, about 35 uh, employees that are under 30 years old yeah. that are FSU, FIU, UCF, um, FAU, FAMU um, that all graduated and are extremely excited excited to be in this industry um, and that have really worked extremely hard on performance literally on performance which is which really shows the character of the people that we have uh, surrounded that we're surrounded by well, we need to get you some gators in there huh? we, we do <laughs> some we University do. of Florida actually, grads <laughs> I actually forgot to mention Dylan Edwards he's a gator so we do have we do we definitely have uh, uh, some use uh, UF uh, University of Florida I, I kind of doesn't roll off my tongue right because I'm not a fan I'm not a fan you know I'm more of a UM fan so yeah. you understand a little bit more uh -huh. about that you know but the fact is, is that I just, I just want to showcase the people that we are surrounded by because there's no way that we would be here today and have the outreach that we have today if it wasn't for the group of the amazing people that we have with us. I mean, we're talking about going to work from 7, 30, 8 o'clock till 6 o'clock, coming to their studios, working till 1 o'clock in the morning, and then them running a two 12-hour shift uh, to make sure that, you know, our Consumers have the you know the answers that they're looking for. If they need a lab test, they get it. Um, and uh, as as grow happens, we we definitely know that uh, we have a problem once in a while with shipping. Um, there's certain issues that happen, but we are growing uh, drastically, and we just want to make sure to let our customers know that we are making all the arrangements um, and that we're doing our best to make sure that it's a pleasant experience. Um, at the same time, our page will be up and. Uh, educating on THC because that's something that we do not do. Um, and if you go to what is CBD, you'll actually be able to see um, THC there um, and see how uh, cannabinoids work in the body. Um, so it's all about education and uh, and bringing that to the forefront. And again, I just want to give a thanks to everybody that's involved um, uh, that's working with us and moving this thing forward on the educational part. So thank you, TFC Marketing. Definitely thank you to our guys uh, and Green Roads World and uh, on the wellness side, our athletic side. Uh, thank you to Cheryl that's out in Jamaica. We got another group that's out in the Pro Bowl, and we're here doing the show today. Um, and Nikki took the time today to come in here and sit down with us. So we just want to thank everybody uh, for taking that time. And then I got the man, the myth, the legend. I like how you're Mr. Leon. I like how you're so, Hamilton. You're so nice. Nice to everybody, and then you throw it to me. Well, You're like, oh, I said, I thank said, you everybody, I have thank you everybody. the man, and now the here myth, to ruin it is Leon. I got the man, the myth, the legend right. sitting to the right okay. of me, All Mr. Right. Leon Hamilton. All right, and speaking of which, I hear the band is ready to play Arby's Mail Sack theme. <laughs> I told you you'd like it. All right. These are questions submitted uh, for Arby to answer about uh, medical marijuana and CBD. Okay. This is Karen from Miami. I am trying to increase my appetite for after chemo. Do I need THC or will I get help with CBD only? 
Um, I I'll have Nikki also join in this. You you need THC on that. Yeah. Um, that's 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 a must to have THC uh, to, uh, to help. Um, that we've had a lot of people uh, when we had our dispensary out in Colorado, and that was one of the main reasons they came in because they had HIV or they were fighting cancer, right. trying to increase um, appetite, and, and they need to increase that appetite. And the THC is going to do that definitely. Yeah, and we also saw that too in the conversation between the, the 2014 and 2016 legislative session that while 20 2014, uh, it was the low CBD, it was low CBD um, for cancer patients. We were hearing across the board from the cancer patients that they needed the high THC. All right, all right, thousand percent. Well, here we go. Are you ready for this? This is this is going to spark apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just letting you oh, know ahead boy. of time. He's Marco, saying sorry. No, it's going to be you that apologizes. Marco from St. Louis. Does eating mangoes help with THC absorption? <sighs> Uh, that's a pharmacy question. Oh, he's trying would, to brush it off. I would have to okay, ask this, my pharmacist. This question, let's, let's do a little background here. This question came in once before, and Mr. Arby Barroso said, no, that's not true. And it turns out... No, that's why I took. The, I pleaded the fifth. Like most of... <laughs> That's why. That's why most of the guys in Congress and all these guys that are in front of all these committees no are like, comment. "I plead the fifth. No I comment. I plead the fifth. Right, I'm like, yeah. "Why are you even coming in? Just, just, plead, just write, plead the fifth on a piece yeah. of paper and said, this is my answer yeah. to all your okay. questions.'" So basically, what that that is actually true, Marco. That uh, the terpenes and mangoes actually help with the absorption of THC, and it does give you a more medicinal um, uh, situation with the THC high. Wow! I just learned something new. So there's other there's other ones in there too. Yeah, it's mangoes and a lot of citrusy there's, stuff there's because they have linalool and the citronine and all that stuff. So I'm learning stuff by being on the show, and I'm learning it from you, Mister. <laughs> all right, Mike from London, England. How many signatures are needed for the regulate Florida to get on the ballot? Seven hundred sixty-six thousand. What? That's how many, no, how many more are we? How uh, many? How more? many do we need? Yeah, how many are needed? I don't know, but is we, there any way that we can find that out? Is there? A, uh, I think it's a lot, though. I know that they 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 are doing their best, and again, our condolences to Karen. Yeah. Uh, see that um, for uh, losing her loved one, and uh, I know we did a GoFundMe page, and uh, I know uh, a lot of people uh, have sent their condolences, and and again, we'll send our condolences again. Uh, we did run uh, the GoFundMe. We're hoping that she's in uh, good hands right now, and and know that uh, people are praying for her, and. Uh, we hope that uh, she gets through these rough times. Yeah. Okay, next question. Angela from Georgia. Is medical marijuana taxed in Florida? No. No. So there is no tax on medicine in Florida, and there's no tax on and, food. And they made, made a very big distinction in the legislature, making sure that they recognize this is medicine and non-taxable. Right. And they, they were Dude. trying to tax it at the very end. Where, there. They where, tried. They where tried. Do you, where do you stand, stand on that? It's medicine. And yeah. I think that it definitely does not need to be taxed. Some of the product lines that go associate with it, that's a different story, all the deliveries mechanisms. But the product itself, um, it, it's medicine. Yeah. If that's what it's going to be, then that's the way it needs to be treated. Okay. I, I, agree. I agree with you on that. But I think for us to be able to, when you go to Colorado, obviously, you see the roads, the education. That's how we were able to actually get rec passed was because we went to the teachers union and the teachers unions, uh, you know, backed us up on this. Sure. So they could raise money for, you know, the schools that were D's and didn't have computers so they could raise up. And the amount of, uh, you know, they've moved up, you know, schools that were D's 
almost F's are now B's. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and I work and a lot so, in the education system. That's awesome. And so I know firsthand how much we are deprived of, of payments here yes. in the state for our teachers or the schools. Awesome. Um, and I think it's definitely a conversation that's going to be had. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I want to also say before you ask the next question, um, we are running a GoFundMe page and we are uh, matching dollar for each product that is purchased. So product that is purchased um, for EJ um, he's uh, you know one of the first families that we helped um, he is now uh, has a card and uh, he had uh, he used to have 10 to 12 seizures he went two years uh, with it controlled and then um, we helped him get a red card uh, uh, through the doctors uh, because his tumor needs THC to be um, taken out um, so what we're trying to do right now is raise funds for he's have only chemo he's going to go through two chemo treatments um, and we want to make sure that his body um, has all the vitamins it needs um, to help him get through um, these two chemo chemo treatments um, before they wanted to do it at when he was four and a half years old uh, and now he's a little older um, and could take it a little bit more so we are running a GoFundMe page to be able to and you'll see directly where that is going uh, Dr. Bob um, uh, which is going to be providing him uh, intravenously with high vitamins um, during his chemo treatment so he could keep his immune system as high as possible uh, to help him get through this uh, you know through this horrible horrible thing but I think once he gets over this hill I think we're um, we're golden I think he'll be ready to go all right uh, a couple more questions here Chastern from New York I take opiates for pain and I get my blood tested to make sure that I'm taking them will I get my script canceled if I get my medical marijuana card not that I'm aware of. So there's no, no you can't no take, you have to take one or the other. And, okay. The people that have the biggest problem are the veterans, and yep. we didn't talk enough about that today. Right. They so. lose our benefits, unfortunately. Yeah. These, these are things that. we got a whole show on that one. we got to definitely do a show on that. All right. Uh, Becky from West Virginia. Why is Arby so mean to Leon? He seems so nice. <laughs> It's all radio and TV. Oh, it's just a big act. It's just We're just big, friends. We're really big, friends. It's a big act. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What do we got? A couple minutes it. left? No. I just I want to talk about the veterans, guys. Yeah. February 14th, uh, 13, Mission Zero, Marvin Washington. Um, they have a lawsuit versus Sessions. Um, we just want to be able to provide access. Um, so we got, you know, Jose Belen and Danielle uh, out there. Uh, to uh, to meet. Isn't it called Greenheart Day? Yeah, it's Greenheart Green Day. Thank you. Uh, to, to be able to provide more education to the people that need it so veterans don't lose their right to bear arms uh, because that's one of their biggest fears and at the same time not lose their benefits um, that they fought for this country for, right. which is, you know, it's a shame that you're fighting for this country and now they're giving you these meds and you don't want to have these meds and if you take cannabis, um, you could lose everything. Right. So we need to make sure that you guys pay attention to, uh, you know, at Sea Life Radio.
Radio. Go to at Green Roads World. Um, follow what we're trying to do uh, to uh, open this up, provide more education, um, and continue this this movement forward. Nikki, how well, can count, I reach out to you? Count, count on all of us to, 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 on that fight. And it's a, one of our biggest priorities. I know that 30% of all the patients in the state of Florida are vets. And so yeah. we need to yeah. take care and protect our vets and the first responders who are benefiting so much from this product. That's huge. That's very huge. We support a lot of our BSO, the dogs, Absolutely. other canine units. Um, and uh, we work with uh, police officers, firefighters, uh, a lot of veterans. Actually, we sponsor the Tuskegee uh, Squadron 8905. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of work with veterans um, and with police officers and firefighters. Um, Nikki, how can they reach out to you if they want to contact you? Well, very simple. I have a website, and it's uh, ignitingflorida.com. Igniting Florida. Florida. I like it. I like it. All right. We got to uh, get out of here. We got to say thank you to Gordon Harker from autoflower.net. Nikki Freed, attorney and activist, Cheryl Murray Powell in Jamaica, and of course, TFC Marketing with a cast of thousands. You have been listening to Cannabis Life Radio, brought to you by Green Roads World. Dropping mics every week, baby.